From Universal Studios Hollywood in beautiful Los Angeles, California. ToadHopNetwork.com. Radio worth watching. Radio worth watching. Live from the Toad Hop Network at the John Lovitz Theater, this is Laugh It Off with Craig Shoemaker. I watched our last show, and I have a, I have a request. I want to move you guys over this way. Is that your good It's side? my better angle. <laughs> That's a prima donna? I have a good side. Who doesn't yeah. who doesn't look into the mirror? Everyone looks into the mirror and like you see things that other people don't see. Do you guys have like a mirror um what's the word I'm looking for? Like a a style that you approach the mirror with? I think I like you I, look for certain things. Oh, I, when I look good, like my mouth goes like this. Like when I like what I see. Oh, you do little pursed model lips? Yeah, my sister is always like, "Stop doing that. It's weird. Don't do it." <laughs> but I do it when I think I look good and I do a little dance like it's stupid. It's I, I know it's stupid and we all do it. We have these little traditions that we have in front of the mirror as if that's the way we look in real life. Like you're going to walk up to me and go, "How are you today, Craig?" Pursed lips, pursed lips. I'm going to go up to you and go, "Raised eyebrows." It does look better. Oh, I look better with raised eyebrows? No, just in general. My picture in uh picture in ninth grade and no, 8th, ninth, and 10th grade. Eyebrows up. Looked like, like I was surprised that the guy was taking my photograph. Yeah. I'm like, oh, hello. What's your camera face when someone takes a picture? Like, pretend I'm taking I've a picture. I've been working on that. Ready? Go. Chin down. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I always like, I always act like I'm surprised yeah. by, the, the, by the photograph. I, and I try to be happy and cheery because I don't have a, a good, uh, like, model face. They always look like they're hungry. You know, models, they always, I guess they really are. 
actually. Yeah, probably. Somebody give them a lamb chop or something. They look angry. And you're, they're supposed to be modeling something that you're going to want to buy. Right. And I'm thinking, I don't want to buy whatever they're wearing because it must be tight or something on their crotch that they're make, they're, they're grimacing. Yeah. And they look pissed off. Yeah. That's why I was th- said, sexy. why do you want to be a model? Why how come they Is that sexy? I, I guess. That's I think I'm a smile about. is more sexy, don't you? Yeah. Well, you know what I than hear the with models lips? is that they're, it's de- all the clothing is designed by gay men who have like the fantasy of the adolescent boy body, and that might be offensive. You must have read my blog. I blogged about that. Really? So yes, that's like, really? so Not women exactly. have to wear these and be ca- like compared. So and they look like boys. Yeah. They look mm-hmm. like 12-year-old boys. Like my body. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't say that, and I didn't even look. I'm not today. even looking. Today. So, what do you think? I'm checking you out no. all the time? What do you mean today? What's that supposed to mean? Well, I, I wrote a blog about that. Is uh, What I think happened with bulimia and anorexia in this country is I believe that that is what happened is gay men took over fashion. It's nothing against gay men. It's just the fact that most of them run the fashion world. Right. So, what happened? We were going for size 16, 14 women. You know, Marilyn Monroe and, you know, hippie women. That's not hippies, yeah. like, you know, yeah. not shave the pits hippies. I'm talking about they were hippie. They had hips, childbearing yeah. hips. Yeah. And that's what you went for. Jane Russell, Jane Mansfield. And then suddenly, do you know what happened? British invasion. You know what it was? <laughs> Twiggy. Twiggy. Uh, I always like this. Now, it's tw- Twiggy, she screwed it up for everyone because they decided that this is the way you're supposed to look. Now, if her name was Stumpy, <laughs> you'd, look, you'd see like a short, you'd see like a short, heavy woman and go, oh, I got to have that. Did the I mean, name come first or the look? Was she called Twiggy? She was called Twiggy, she and well, yeah, she was a twig. Okay. And do, so, do you think people are so susceptible that they'll just whatever you tell them to yeah, like, they'll like that? That's exactly right. I really? do believe that. Yeah, sure. I think that that's uh, you know, guys, if you're told take your erection in that direction, <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna go north. But if they say if they say that's where it is, aren't it, we biologically though programmed to like curvy women because that's like triggers that a healthy mother can. Biologically, we are, but they changed it, and and they changed it without us realizing it because we're not even conscious of it. You just they say, well, this is the way a woman's supposed to look. No, they're not. Look at look back anywhere from nineteen. 65 previous to that. So our entire world was all built on women looking good if they had curves. Mm -hmm. So I believe this is a reason for anorexia and bulimia is because now we've been told that this is the way you're supposed to look. This is the standard you're supposed to achieve. And people always listen to that, no matter what it is, whether it has to do with money or what kind of car you're supposed to have. We are conditioned, and then therefore you go, okay, a Porsche equals I'm going to get laid. Right, right. Now, I got laid yesterday, and I don't drive a Porsche. Hey. <laughs> a minivan equals you're gonna. You have I, a Cadillac. The minivan is gone. I, gone. It's an, I have an SUV, uh, a mini, a mini uh, Cadillac. It's very SUV. nice. Yeah, I, I really like it, and I, I still get laid. So I, <laughs> I don't need a Corvette. I don't need a, a convertible. Uh, but we are told these things, and I, I believe it's what's wrong with us is because everything gets spun. It, it, we all we're all susceptible to spin, and instead yeah. of like checking in with our our insides and what really makes us us happy, you know, I used to go for actresses and stuff. Let me tell you something: if you're listening out there, <laughs> all right, <laughs> we have a lot of people listening now. I'm listening in here. I want to know we we went from number twenty eight on the network in just a few weeks. We went to number nine. Yeah, that's right. And you and, can and you like t- our page, our Facebook page, Laugh It Off Podcast. Yeah, and and I, you know, talk about law of attraction. By the way, which we try to live by. I told Frank 
Mm-hmm, last week. From Heidi and Frank, I said, you know that show, that other show that you have, you know, the one with the, it looks like you're on a bong. Yeah, yeah. You know, microphone, the microphone yeah. looks like a bong. I said, I'm after you. I said, I'm <laughs> overtaking you. And we did by 40 listeners. We did. We overtook them. 40 yeah. listeners. So next, law of attraction, someone over, someone passed us. You know what it was? The porn us. The porn. The porn stars. <laughs> of course. So Sarah. They have a bitter. <laughs> Sarah, you're the only female here. I don't think anyone wants to see me or Joel take it off. Nope. I'd, I'd say take it off and show us that twiggy body of yours. Oh, my God. That's so Yeah, Sex Squad overtook us. Yeah, don't so, don't listen to them. Even now it sounds intriguing. Just we're going to have to add some. <laughs> yeah, we're not plugging Sex Squad. Don't listen to Sex Squad. Listen no. to Sex Squad. <laughs> yeah. No, well, you could listen to us. We could turn our show sexy. Look, I'm 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 all about ratings. I'm scared. So whatever scared. it takes. Aren't we having a porn star in here and, and next week or the week we? after? We're Tracy ca- Lords. Yeah, she's coming up in the next uh, little while. We'll figure it out when, but and, she's coming up. Yeah, in the meantime, I'm sure. Story. Yeah, she has a great story, but it doesn't involve. She's not going to show us anything. And we're not going to get ratings. This isn't Howard Stern. It's that's true. That's true. And Howard Stern obviously has done very well with. I started getting bored with Howard Stern, to tell you the truth. It I've been on the, the show. But, yeah, I could actually lip the words along with him. Yeah. Hey, what's your cup size? <laughs> <laughs> okay, please. You know, we all know you're, you know, horny kid, and uh, now you're working it out here, getting these women to strip for you. So, okay. Yeah. And I think a lot of people do that. Well, just download, you know, you can actually go to free porn. Uh, you just Google free porn, and you can have your own free porn. Freeporn.net. Here we're here to entertain and laugh, even if we do show you our Johnsons. <laughs> we, we, you would laugh. Well, <laughs> yeah. Have Maybe you, that's why yeah. you and I should do the naked stuff, because then it'd be more laugh-oriented instead oh. of sex-oriented. Agreed. Let's do it. Agreed? Show us your Johnson. Do you know how fast your smile is going to go away if I say that I'm actually going to do that? <laughs> I doubt it. I, I would dig it. Show us your Johnson. Show you are your- <laughs> such. You are so full of it. I'm telling. Actually, I did it one time on the air on Alice Radio I'm, in um, yeah, Colorado. No, this one's out of San Francisco, oh, and she yeah, talked me into it. There too. She, she told me she you. would show me her breasts if I pulled out my. Hoo-ha. My my my, my 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 I don't think it's called a hoo ha. No, that's wrong. That's the wrong All of a sudden, word. the scent of a woman. Hoo ha! Hoo Pull out my hoo Is that where it comes out when you scent? Hoo no. no, that's that's exact. But I'm wondering if that's what we should do for ratings. The love master, baby. Oh yeah. my god. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm longer than an audition line at American Idol, baby. Oh yeah. <laughs> Is that going to do it? I don't, <laughs> I don't, think, I think so. it I don't know how to handle the love master. It, to me, it just sounds painful. <laughs> painful. <laughs> I told you you wouldn't be happy if I exposed <laughs> Is that you exposing yourself? The do love you know, master is you exposing how yourself? You just Seriously, the, our show would emotions. be over because you would never be able to hang with me again if I ever did that, right? Out of what sort of emotional Golly. space? She, she, no one can look at one. It's no one can look at someone in the eye after you've seen them naked, you know, in in a very inappropriate way on a, <laughs> on a, on a, on a radio <laughs> podcast That's or, probably or true. live radio show. I keep it, uh, getting reprimanded for that. It's live, then uh, you can archive us. Right. Why don't they like to hear that it's a podcast? Because to me, that seems hip and cool. Like podcast is the rage. It's not what it is. So let I okay. Don't let's not fight it, or we're going to be stuck at number nine for a long time. <laughs> we right. have to we have to get people to listen live. Okay, yeah, live. And, and when you say they, they the people at the Toad Hop, okay. and and the people that follow the more popular shows, they say stop saying that. It's radio worth right. watching. Okay, that is true. So we that have to true. make this more worth watching. Get rid of that freaking hat. 
you can see my eyes. And right? do you think that that's appealing too? Your electric yeah. cigarette, you just blew, you just blew smoke into yeah. the camera. Hey. That's gonna do it. Why or you're making ambiance in here. <laughs> Speaking of that, some somebody did that the other day. It was really strange. I was in first class in the. Uh, I was yeah. flying to Philadelphia, and the guy uh, came out with uh, dry ice out of a, out of a uh, jar or whatever he had, and it was like he's there, and he was real queeny. It's ambiance because everybody really? was saying, "What are you doing?" Because it looked like what? the place was on fire. He was giving away mints or a cookie or something, and he just thought he would put his little style into <laughs> into his flight attending. That's awesome. And he had a wow. whole dry ice thing, and it you know looked like a uh, an Elvira episode or something. It was or like a priest in an aisle. Oh yeah, you know I never thought about that. I wasn't. I'm not Catholic. No. Are you Catholic? No, no. Oh, okay. You just that was a good reference. Yeah. But that is what it was like. So all this smoke was billowing everywhere, and I flew to Philadelphia. You just where got back from Philly. I just, which is my hometown, and uh, I had I had a really good time. How was it? It was fun. Yeah, it was. It's always good to uh, to go back to uh, memory lane. I mean, certain parts weren't fun. Like uh, I sucked at golf. Oh, the boo. first day I was really good. I was really relaxed because I took this lesson. But you know, expectations are planned disappointments. The next day, I just planned my own disappointment, and I played with more friends. And I kind of wanted to prove to them that I was really good. <laughs> and, and whenever you're trying to prove it, you're just golf is a game of uh, it, you can't try to be perfect, and you can't you you just have to let it go. Yeah, it's a big letting go game, which is like life, and that's why I do like golf. So apparently my life wasn't good that day. <laughs> I was I was awful. And then I was teamed with these rich guys, and that's another thing that intimidates me to this day because I grew up poor and everything. And and they're they're having me at their beautiful course, which is pristine and perfect with a caddy. Yeah. And it's just not my style. What color was the caddy? I'm still like I'm. St <laughs> just kidding. What color was the caddy? There were two white kids. Cool. Okay, if you want to know, there were two white kids. Awesome. One of them was his first day, which I told him I said, now that was the only good time I had was I like pulled him aside. I go. Uh, are you new? And he goes, it's my, my, my first day. Aww. And he's a little teenager. He's breaking out and that stuff. I go, Aww. I go, relax, man. You got the right guy. Even though I'm losing my temper and I suck. <laughs> I, I got the right guy because I understand you. I said, so I did this before. I, I was a I was caddy a, at I one time. I was a caddy too. But I didn't know what I was doing. I just did it for the money. And I just thought, you'd, you know, the guy goes, uh, bring me a nine iron. I, I go, what's an iron? <laughs> I go, they're all iron. I, it didn't make any sense to me, and I so and then I walked through the trap, and the guy's going, "You don't do that." Now you have to rake the trap. Oh, what do you mean rake? Don't yeah. they have somebody that rakes? I thought there was somebody that comes in and does the raking, like the greenskeepers. But no, you have to rake after each time. Yeah. So anyway, I, I played really, really bad that day. It was windy, and I was pissed, and uh, and this rich guy was giving me the look, and I was tearing up his golf course. I took out a divot. <laughs> I swear, it could be the foundation for a new for a new Caddyshack. It was unbelievable. The, the, um, th this giant divot. I could have had a family in this thing. It was horrible. And it just gets worse. It just it starts piling on. And I'm, yeah. I get nervous. And I'm uptight. And the more uptight I am, the more angry I am, the worse off I am. And then I'm playing. And the other thing is I'm playing in a big tournament this weekend. Yeah. Really? Like yeah. a celebrity tournament? A celebrity one. And I don't know why they invite me. I am terrible. I'm uh, just Hall of Fame athletes, right? <laughs> And then there's Mr. Comedian who play. Who, you know, I have to submit my credits. I have to tell my credit because they you, they team you up with these other rich guys that uh -huh. pay for a foursome. It's a charity thing, so they're paying to play with you. In the meantime, every time I'm playing with someone, they're looking three holes ahead, going, "Is that Johnny Bench up there who we didn't get teamed with?" Uh -huh. You know, what I mean, they're like checking out all the Hall of Famers, and and I have to go. Oh, I was on Comedy Central, right? You know, <laughs> I have a Showtime special coming out in November. Sometimes they're excited because they think I'll be funny, and there's the other problem: I'm not. 
I got a, I got a trophy the last time for closest to the car. It, closest to the car. Closest to the mean? car. I launched one, and you can hear. Uh, 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 I, I set off an alarm in a parking lot. Nice. I mean, that's the thing is, I get all uptight, and they have cameras on me. It's as if it's bad enough. They think oh. I'm going to be funny, so they mic me up. Oh, and then, that's and so really much for pressure. like the viewers and stuff. For the viewers on Fox, it's on. It's it's televised. It's Drew Brees, is a famous quarterback, and it's like this. Awesome. I'm so uptight, and they always put me with Ray Romano because they know we both suck, but we're supposed to be funny. He's not either. Both of us are yeah. really uptight. It's not the just not funny, funny. during like just in everyday life, or just when you're playing <laughs> golf. Well, more golf. Yeah. Everyday life, I, I go back and forth. But, isn't, yeah, isn't that but, weird that there's the pressure to be funny oh, all the yeah. time? And then, I hate that. And I can hear them in my backswing, like trying to get a better angle, the cameraman. You know, <laughs> as if it's not difficult already. I'm, I'm already one of these type of golfers who goes, stand in that hoop right there. See the imaginary hoop? Just stand there. Do not move. Actually, don't breathe. Yeah. Because I'll hear it. I have Dumbo ears. I can hear everything. And I get focused on it. And then I'm, then I'm really, really bad. And then I curse, and I'm on television. <laughs> Luckily, I have this Mike. running back named Marshall Falk, and thank God he's there because I use him as an excuse. I go, "Fuck, Marshall, <laughs> fuck, Marshall, fuck!" I'm having a Tourette attack. Marshall, <laughs> fuck, 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 and I can get away with it because he has an L in it. Yeah, he has right. an L in the name. So uh, I'm, I'm glad he's there. So I'm getting ready for this. Um, matter of fact, I, I play I played this morning a little bit. You did? I'm, yeah, I'm getting ready for this. So I played with these uh, rich people and. It just didn't go well. But then I got together with my, my buddies that uh, that always goes well, yeah. even though we bring up stories from our past. We brought up, um, we're bringing up uh, stories like, uh, we, you know, our vacations that we would take together. And these are ki guys that you grew up with, right? Since so kindergarten. Like I stayed with one guy. I've known him since we had little cots and shared milk in kindergarten. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> We don't look like that anymore. Well... <laughs> <laughs> I have pictures of, of he and I together, and it's wow. You would not even know it's us. Didn't yeah. I? Didn't I show you a picture of me in a group in the, in my little league? And I said, "Pick." Oh, I did this no. in my neighborhood. I showed five people. I said, "Pick me out of this little league," and it's only uh, you know thirteen, fourteen players. Yeah, couldn't find me. I mean, because I look so different. Right. I was you know very geeky <clears> and stuff. And by the way, any time I ever think that I'm you know, getting bigger in the world or whatever, they just take me right down. Yeah, they know you. They know every part of you. They know every part of me. Yeah. But then again, no, I, I expose every part of me anyway. <laughs> you only wish, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're yeah. just going to play that sound bit for to promote this episode. I expose every I expose part of myself. Great. I expose the emotional elements because I don't mind. I think that it frees me up. I, I really believe that. I think that too many people hold on to things. Yeah. I had a talk with uh, with a cousin about this, and they have a lot of sickness in their family. And I'm and I I'm trying to like, you know, infiltrate into this you know system that people live in. You know, and this goes for anyone that's listening to the show. It's like I do know that there is a better way. And I'm not you know cocky when I say this. I I have been that, and I, now I've been this. Uh -huh. And the letting go of things surrendering and uh, being honest, really honest about all of the problems or difficulties and getting through them. I, I believe that's the best way to internal freedom, internal Shangri-La. Is, is that's how you get there, is you have to admit this stuff. And, and you know, this, they'll say, people always talk about, well, they got emotional. You know, they'll they say they got emotional at a funeral or something like yeah yeah so what you know let it go mm -hmm. you know this is what you're you know if if you believe in a higher power god or whatever you want to call it that's what you know god gives you these tears 
so you can cleanse. That's what part yeah. of the cleansing process is. So if, when you hold on to this, by the way, we're sponsored by Pure Cleanse. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I try to fit it all yeah, in. Cleansing your intestines. But uh, when, we, when we, I get together with these guys, man, do we laugh. And we just talk about these old stories about, you know, when it all started, when the comedy started. You know, it, it, that's, and these are my brothers, like literally. I didn't have any brothers growing yeah. up. And uh, they are truly, like my one friend, Cerami, was there. And, oh, as soon as I get together with him, it, we just start laughing and we rank on one another. It's just so, yeah. you know, you wouldn't think that's a bonding thing, but we do. He yeah. can't pronounce his L's. Still. Yeah. <laughs> Still. Still. So Still? he's talking to me real serious. Here. So listen. So listen, though. talking to this lady. lady. <laughs> he's got this thing. It's called a baby L. A lot of guys have Tom Brokaw has it. What is it? Tom Brokaw with the Tom Brokaw with the nightly news. It's called a baby L. You put the uh, your tongue goes in the back instead of the front. It's kind of a French thing. No, it's not. No, it's a baby L. I actually studied this in college. It was one of the you know speech classes we took. It's called a baby L, where the back of your your back of your tongue hits the back of your palate, and it's called a baby L. And he he doesn't. We would rip on him. We go. (laughs) We'd say, "What did you tell your girlfriend?" You. Glover, <laughs> so terrible. One time I had a radio show, and he thought that he was being funny on the show, but we were uh, trying to get him to say L words. It was, oh, it was so mean. He's probably listening right now. Now, now the jig is up. I uh, I called him and I said, "Hey, I said, Saram, um, can you do like a promo for us?" And and then uh, and I said, uh, "Just say these words. You're listening to the Craig Schumacher show. I'm 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 listening in Glansdale, Pennsylvania. So you're listening to the Craig Schumacher in Glansdale, Pennsylvania. The whole audience is howling, laughing. He has no idea. He thinks, and then and then he goes, I can't, I, be, I can't believe I'm doing this in a parking lot. <laughs> I'm in a parking lot. <laughs> I'm, I'm mean." But and I and when I get together with him, do you ever have do you ever have a, a story that uh, you want someone to finally tell the truth? And I've been trying to get this out of him for years. You ever have uh, like when I, I had this thing called the dungeon that we used to hang out in when I was in uh, it was it was out it was a garage. <laughs> I used to have this torture chamber. Well, it was. It's called the I guess that is what it was. we called it the dungeon. We right. named it the dungeon. We were the only we had gangs in our area, and there was a lot gang. Like it was the woods gangs? gang. Yeah, there were gangs. Okay. And, uh, I mean, we weren't like gangsters back okay. then. You know, it's in Flower Town, Pennsylvania. How tough can you get? I'll meet you on the corner of Pansy and Azalea. Bring Flower your Nerf Man. bat. <laughs> well, that was one of the towns. This is Flower Town, Pennsylvania. So I had this thing. It was an outdoor garage. It was a garage away from the house. And it was, uh, we a- actually took extension cords and duct taped them all together, mm-hmm. which led into water, into the basement, up into the light socket. That was a, like Cheech and Chong electricians made this place. Yeah. And my mom, whenever I'd have the stereo going, it was like a, uh, a turntable. Yeah. You know what those are? Yeah. yeah sure. She would go down. She, she kept warning. And she goes, first of all, she'd go, turn that down. Turn it. We'd always hear it. We'd be blasting Led Zeppelin. And then uh, we were getting stoned and everything. She, but she didn't want to. She didn't really want to know what was going on in there. Yeah. She'd go, "I smell grass." <laughs> that was the big thing. My friends would always go, "I smell grass." So, but she wouldn't come in. But how she'd stop us? Would she would go down to the basement and take two of the wires and pull them apart? And all of a sudden, the turntable goes. It'd be dark here. A little pause. Shoemaker, your mother's an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> and then she put it back together. <laughs> so, so we uh, Cerami one night. I was in there, and I was really wasted. I think I was about sixteen, 
and uh, I had a cooler. I had a cooler in the middle of the of the uh, dungeon on on the floor, and uh, no one else was there except me and Cerami. We we're the only two left, and it starts raining. He goes. Uh, I can't believe it. I gotta walk home. <laughs> so like, he wanted me, give me a lift. <laughs> so I said, I'm not, I was so wasted. I said, I can't, man. I can't do it. I can't get up. I'm gonna sleep here, man. He goes, He's so mad at me. And the next thing I know, I passed out, and the dungeon was on fire. And I was, uh, <laughs> you know, why I was on fire because I had coolers on top of a styrofoam cooler. That so the the candles go down. Melts the cooler, oh, wow. sets it on fire. I never knew styrofoam could be this flamey. And yeah, <laughs> it was flame. So I start stamping on it in my stone way. I'm going, oh man. And then I look up and Cerami's laughing. So to this day, I said, you set that fire, didn't you? <laughs> so I would give you a ride home. And he won't admit it. He won't. No, nope. he says, to this day, he says that it was me and he just he just happened to walk back because it was raining so hard. And then, and, but that'd, he, be, that'd be extreme to set a place on fire to get a ride home. Are you kidding me? This guy is sick. <laughs> the things that he did. All right. One time, one time, a wrestling team, a wrestling team. There was a rumble between the wrestling teams, the schools. He goes out and he takes the valves out of their bus tires. This is the kind of guy he is. Yeah. I'm talking all four tires. So they they go running out of the stadium, out of the gymnasium, you know, hoping for you know to get out of there alive. Yeah. And there's four flat tires from ceramics. I got the valves. <laughs> <laughs> That was our thing that yeah, we always yeah. said. We always said he he if you did something wrong. Yeah. This is a guy that he hot wired the, uh, you know the uh, the thing that takes the players off of the field, the professional players off the field if they get injured. You know the little golf cart. Yeah. We had a golf cart with a a big uh, a big uh, Eagles helmet, and we hot wired it and we took it for a ride into the stadium with all these fat security guards chases. Yeah. <laughs> During a game. Uh, no, it was like it was just after the game and they're chasing after us and. Nice. <laughs> And we're, we're we're barreling down in this this helmet, but we've done all these all these things. That, but believe me, he wouldn't. I would not pass anything by him. He would do anything. And I saw him. I saw my friend Steiny, the first breasts I ever felt. Steiny on a Steiny. on a fella. No, on a fella. Yeah, he those big... were your first breasts. Those don't count. Yeah, those they're don't not count. hormone. Well, and I was on the outside. I didn't go on the inside. Wartenberg went on the inside, according to Steiny. But uh, <laughs> Steiny used to say, "Yeah, Wartenberg, can't get him off me." Did you get, like, did you close your eyes yeah. and like you got like and you pictured a woman? He had the second biggest ones to Betsy Kirshner in eighth grade. <laughs> I mean, he had a rack on him. Did you get a little chubby? No, I didn't get a chubby. He was chubby. He was chubby. He he had the first. Uh, he had a nice. Uh, he had a rack. He had like B. It was like a B cup, and we we're going Steiny. I want to see what it's going to feel like someday. Nice. So uh, someday. Someday, and then uh, so I gave I gave him a feel. Everybody huh. did. Yeah. And, and then he would, and then he would pleasure us in another way, make us laugh. He used to call it, he used to call it the milker, and he, and he would pull his breast, he would pretend Whoa. he was milking them. He go, and he would do both of me go, look, double milker, and he would make us all laugh. Look, this was funny when you're high. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure, <laughs> double milker. <laughs> when you're stoned, when you're a kid, this is really funny stuff. Yeah, it, may, it might not be to you. Call us if you've ever felt a male, male breast. We have to start getting callers. I don't put the number out enough. We have to have topics. We're and, just we're just rolling with this thing. And we have to start uh, answering the call, like the f phone calls when they come in. Yeah, right? that would be you, Sarah. Is that my responsibility? No, I'm trying. I'm doing a lot of things topic. here. It's whenever they call, we're in the middle of something, and it's never a good time. But here's a good time to promote Healthy Feet Store, the Healthy Feet. 
because we're just about to go to a break. Oh, we're going to a break? Yeah. Okay, great. I have my, my I have my Healthy Feet sneakers, by the way. See them? These New Balance sneakers, and they have a uh, they have something in them like a, it's called a roll bar, and it's they're made by orthopedic surgeons. All the shoes that they have. Yep, doctor recommended shoes. They have flip flop slippers, and you can get all the products online. And so you're reading this. Yeah. You're reading this. I yeah. don't need to read it. I am telling you eye to eye. This stuff is. <laughs> this stuff really works. Yeah. But tell I'm them the details. Them the you can point. read the details on how to Healthy get these feet. shoes. You can go to www.healthyfeetstore.com. So if, yeah, if you're having back problems or any problems, I I think that uh, I'm amazed at how I'm feeling since I've been wearing the shoes. I've I have three different pair of shoes from HealthyFeet.com. Mm-hmm. Is, that, is that the name of it? Yeah, HealthyFeet. <laughs> HealthyFeetStore.com. I don't go there Healthy myself. And uh, <laughs> if you enter in "laugh it off" as the promo code, you get free shipping and handling with no minimum purchase. Laugh it off. That's all you have to. So, okay, you get the free shipping and hand- handling. That's mm-hmm. a great deal. Plus, the shoes are inexpensive anyway. Yeah, the they are, and out. they're stylish. They're really cute. Really stylish. And uh, they're all doctor recommended. Orthopedic surgeon. Uh, I'm getting owns stopped. I get stopped store. in the streets for my for my shoes. <laughs> I'm telling <laughs> because you live in a bad neighborhood. Just the shoes. Not nothing else. I believe it. Except for my watch, reactor watch. I could stop for that too. <laughs> and my insides are clean Your from feelings? pure cleanse, but that's the next Yeah, that's, that's the, the next, next break. break. We're going to get into Right the now it's healthyfeetstore.com. Okay, yeah. put laugh it off as the coupon and um, free shipping. Free shipping. Uh, no minimum purchase. Yeah. But I, I, they make me feel good. They're very, very, uh, they, they feel sturdy and mm-hmm. yet they're light. And they're they're doctor recommended, which is what you want. And they're a family-owned business. So let's support small businesses. Keep them in business. Yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. No corporations. Because they're healthy, there's nobody like stabbing one another for the sneakers. <laughs> you know what I mean? And because they're not that popular, you know. You, you know. Yet. Yet. Hey man, give me some of them. Give me those sneakers. <laughs> I want the ones with the roll bar. <laughs> I don't see that happening. <laughs> right. Well, anyway, we're coming back. Uh, who's our guest today, Sarah? We have Karen McCullough, the amazing writer. She wrote Legally Blonde, 10 Things I Hate About You, The Ugly Truth. She has novels. She has a yeah. bachelor party, bachelorette party novel. It's so funny. She wrote. Uh, she, she also wrote House Bunny. House Bunny. Anna oh. Ferris. She and writes it, a lot of these shows, these, these films, because uh, she's, she's a man. hottie. She is a hottie. So she's a hot blonde, so she writes kind of about herself. And we'll, we're going to talk to her. What's her name now? Karen McCullough. And she dropped the Lutz, right? Yeah, well, Because she's now that. single. Maybe we can fix her up with someone. You know I love to do that. We'll I like to... fixing people up with laughter, with a little bit of inspiration, and maybe a mate. Yeah. <laughs> you never know. You never know what you're going to get out of the show. Anyway, stay with us. We're going to take a tiny little break. We're going to play some music. Is that right, Joel? Who yes, you got? by Sarah Winters. This is our first featured artist, Sarah Winters. Great. She's great. Enjoy Sarah Winters, and uh, we'll be back in a few minutes with more of Laugh It Off with Craig Shoemaker et al. (laughs) You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. What's up, Toad Heads? It's Frank Kramer, Heidi Hamilton. Hey, everybody. From the Heidi and Frank Show. Reminding you that if you have satellite radio, you can check us out every single Wednesday at 6 p.m. Pacific time on Extreme Talk Channel 165. 9 p.m. 9 p.m. Eastern? Uh, On the East Coast, yeah, on Extreme Talk XM 165. And if you don't have satellite radio, well, you're on the Toad Hop Network, so why not check out the Heidi and Frank Show, the backbone of the whole thing? 10 a.m. to noon every single week. The premium package. But you can listen for free every day. What's up, Toad Heads? 
It's Frank Kramer, Heidi Hamilton. Hey everybody. From the Heidi and Frank Show. Reminding you that if you have satellite radio, you can check us out every single Wednesday at 6 p.m. Pacific time on Extreme Talk Channel 165. 9 p.m. 9 p.m. Eastern? Uh, on the East Coast, yeah, on Extreme Talk XM 165. And if you don't have satellite radio, well, you're on the Toad Hop Network, so why not check out the Heidi and Frank Show, the backbone of the whole thing? 10 a.m. to noon every single week. The premium package. But you can listen for free every day, 10 a.m. to noon Pacific time. Check us out, Heidi and Frank. I follow your steps like the freckles on your neck is a blueprint for my lips. I wait for your smile like the words that grace your tongue, our thoughts already You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. That was a strange transition there, Joel. Was it one? Well, I went from this beautiful, ethereal music taking me, and I was in a transcendent mood, and then all of a sudden, radio worth that, watching. That's <laughs> true. Got that radio. It's a, it's a little blunt. 
It was a little blunt. It was so beautiful. Yeah, no, a little Sarah McLaughlin-ish, but yeah. absolutely beautiful. That was Sarah Winters. Sarah Winters. So Sarah Day here. Voice. We have Sarah Sweet over here. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> and Sarah Winters. So she's our featured artist today. She is. We're going to do this every week. Have featured artists. Yes, so we if, are. If you know someone who you think that uh, we should be broadcasting over the air that needs a needs to have their voice heard or their music heard, mm-hmm. let's hear it. By, by the way, a beautiful orchestration too. Yeah, I don't know who does her band, because I saw Oof. her do just, she plays piano, uh-huh. and just sings and plays herself, and then she's got this album with uh, some great background music. How can we, uh, how can we get it? Um, I'm actually going to get this. I will, I, will t- I will find that out and tweet it and tell you. And then you'll put it on our Facebook? Yeah, uh, yeah. We have uh, Laugh It Off Facebook. Yeah, Laugh People It Off Podcast, and then you can follow us on Twitter, Ha Ha Laugh It Off. Okay, good, and then we'll get you the information on, on Sarah Winters and, yeah. and everything else. Yeah. Uh, and next week, are we going to do John Oates? Yeah, yeah, we'll do him. You, yeah, I, I sent it to Joel. Uh, so John Oates, is, uh, he's a buddy of mine, you know, Holland Oates. Yeah. But he's so beyond man-eater. <laughs> it's, it, it really, this oh, guy is so, watch out, but she'll chew you up. <laughs> I told you I in the movie. That. I told you in the movie. I got to be Hall in the movie. Totally, uh, yeah, yeah, with the yeah. hair over your head. Yeah, with the hair over my head as the wig, and uh, I got to sing Maneater with him. But uh, you know, we remained friends and everything. And uh, so he sent me this music, and I was listening to it. How about it, Joel? You heard it, right? I did. Yeah, I like it. It's so. just Oates, but he, and he also has great orchestration. I think he went to Nashville. We'll yeah. find out about it. Maybe we'll have him as he a guest. He plays, guest. right? That's mostly him. Isn't that amazing? He He's a... a great guitar player. Yeah. yeah, very underrated. Really underrated, and a great voice. He does it like a bluesy thing yeah. now, and it's oh man. So we'll hear that next week. But this week, he's also from Philadelphia. Is he? I am the Segway Transition King. I was in Philadelphia last week. Where uh, are you? Saw my 76ers. I'm wearing my 76ers shirt. Nice. I actually got to see them clinch in a playoff game, and that was yeah, very exciting. All I see is butt cheeks. What? <laughs> I hear the word clinch. I'm so not a sports person. Clinch. Yes. I Pinch said 76ers, and she says, all I see is butt cheeks. And I, did, I didn't get that. Clinch. The clinch. Yeah, we clinched the playoffs yeah. against the Bulls. We were the number eight seed, and they were the number one seed. And I happened to be there. It was really neat. I liked it. <laughs> I liked Plus, I had free food. I love the free food. He loves free food. In Philadelphia. <laughs> in Philadelphia, we like to eat. Yeah. They're very proud of themselves. I actually met an eating champion. And to me, it was... Almost as big as meeting Springsteen. I met Kobayashi. Have you ever heard of yeah, Kobayashi? Yeah, he's the, like, the hot little dog guy. legend. Yes. Yes. I met him and hung with him. <laughs> I, I even got to say to him, you know, my wife is from Japan. And then I and I was trying to lay some Japanese on him. I think I asked him where the monkeys are. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't know what I said. Either that or I love you. I I tried some Japanese on the guy. He's known for what? He eats hot dogs as and big fat guys try to beat him. And yeah, and he, this guy is so little. And yeah. we pose next to each other. You can uh, go to my uh, my Twitter, the Love Master. I think it's on there, and my Facebook. He's so tiny. I almost spooned with him. Yeah. I mean, it was like he's like spoonable. He's so little, and he pounds down these hot dogs. And by the way, he's not. He doesn't stop at hot dogs in Philadelphia. They're going do some wings if you're a real man. Some Philly cheesesteaks. <laughs> How many cheesecakes can you do? I'll pile in more. No, beats them all. And I bet he takes pure cleanse to get rid of it. I bet he does. <laughs> He's got to take something. I would love to know what he does. I did want. I did want to talk to him, but he doesn't speak that much English. Oh, he has man. an interpreter, huh. and you go through the interpreter. Like how many hot dogs can he eat in, let's say, a minute? A minute? Well, I don't know how they do it, but they do this Coney Island thing. Maybe people have the statistics on this, but I think he does we'll like find out like thirty, forty, fifty hot dogs, and 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 he has to do it with the roll too. He has a technique. Yeah. They all have a technique. I think he does it like a snake. I think he just does them whole with no teeth. Did you say he's married, gay or straight? I don't know the answer to that. 
I bet like there's no even cheering. Oh, right? you mean they're giving him a parade on Fire Island? Is that what you're right, trying to right. say? Right. Hello, <laughs> Kobayashi. I, I wonder if he's a hero to gay men. Yeah. You never know. Uh, I don't know what he is. I didn't really get down to that, but I, I did get to meet I bet him. But his in gag reflex doesn't have one. So Philadelphia, <laughs> gag reflex. Okay, so you're in Philly. How was your Mother's Day? My my Mother's Day, I flew home on Mother's Day. So I, I had two hours sleep. I performed, and I had two hours sleep. I wanted to get home to my baby mama, <laughs> my <laughs> wife. Yeah. <laughs> I actually tweeted it. I said, can, today, can we drop the whole baby mama thing? They're mothers. That's gross. And most of them give you know childbirth. I've been to childbirth, and believe me, they deserve more than flowers. Yeah. <laughs> it is... Yeah, it's something to be admired. But I must say, on the sad side, is my mom doesn't speak to me. Right. And it was really weird. It was really weird. My she mom, lives in Philly? She lives in Philly. And I had to pass by her house like six times. And it's really oh, odd. Weird. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to hear from people. Uh, maybe this will be the first time we get people to call. <laughs> um, I think they call, but we don't answer. Can you get on the call if they answer okay? Because I, I get yeah, in, I get I into my mode what here. You're talking of course, and say, just say hello, or just point you? to the point to the phone, and then I'll know. So here's here's what the topic would be. Do you have? Um, here's the thing. Give them the number. My mom and my sister are are kind of of this ilk. One eight eight eight. Eight 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 five two zero four three seven four. Perfect. And if you're watching live, you can actually see it on there. I believe. Yeah. I'm not positive. Yeah, you about can. That. We got a new little graphic. We got a name and number. Fantastic. So here's what the topic would be is, do you have a family that does the don't speak to thing, which is the, it's the shutdown. I don't know if it's a Philadelphia thing. I don't know if it's uh, my mom's Irish. I don't know if it's an Irish thing. I do know a lot of Irish people that do this. I don't know if this is passed on. My wife always talks about Japanese traditions, and I'm very non-judgmental uh, with race and things like that. I don't like when people categorize or put you in a box. But so far, she's been dead on on a lot of the Japanese stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's making me think that maybe some of this Irish stuff is true. It's very clannish, <laughs> and uh, you know, and it's 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 almost like cult like. And I chose to not participate in the cult. In I, I chose to say this toxicity isn't for me. I I don't like it, and um, I've I've now had everything manifest that I would ever want in my life. I'm married to an incredible woman. I'm madly in love with my wife, and I love my children. But my mom and my sister, they actually chose to take their energy to my ex-wife, mm-hmm. who, if it was up to her, I'd be in prison for all these false allegations. And yet they still befriend her. And I say, you know, this is not good for the children. I said, can you guys stop doing this? And they, they can't. Mm-hmm. They, they just can't. And, and I have to make the choice of saying, okay. And by the way, I also say to them, you pick a therapist. You go anywhere. I'll go with you because I have absolute, complete candor and honesty and I'll look them in the eye and say whatever I feel. And one of my feelings is, you know, with my mom, I say, you can't tell your son you love him. I mean, it's, it's pretty heavy. You know, I mean, and I, so I don't know. I know. They always go, grow up. They'll say, grow up. You know, you're a middle-aged <laughs> man, up, you know, right. grow up. You, you know. don't need love. Yeah. <laughs> well, they don't. <laughs> that, that's, that's understood. <laughs> right. Is you don't need love. And that's all I'm saying to them is, like, can you throw an I love you? I already had it with my dad leaving. I don't get any I love yous from him. So forget that one. You know, that, that's a lost cause. But you can't, you know, you can't throw a, you know, I'm proud of you or I love you. I mean, and I know that people like stop my mom and they'll say, oh, like I had someone came to my yeah, show the other day. Yeah. That, yeah they'll, they'll, then she signed a check and they, are you Craig Shoemaker's mother? And, and, you know, so I know she has this happen all the time. And 
and she puts on a good front. She won't say, oh, I haven't talked to him in two years or I've never met my grandson and stuff like that. And it's and my sister's the same way. I don't understand why people make this decision. So I would like you to call if you have family members that this has happened with. And, uh, and let's talk about it. Let's rap about it. Let's be honest. So I said to them, I said, you pick the therapist, your own therapist, whatever safe place you need. Because mm-hmm. they have me as not safe. That's what their thoughts are. So your- they have this... Your they, parents, your wife's, my, no, this mom is my sister. my mom and my sister both don't speak to me for years. Wow. Yeah, no grandson, no you know nephew Jackson, you know. But the other two, they get together with on the side uh, secretly get together with my ex-wife, who's really been difficult. Yeah, uh, you know to say the least. We're in court all the time. They wrote letters to the court against me. Yeah. And and they live three thousand miles away, and it's I mean it's such a you know I mean it is very painful and it's very. Yeah. It's like tragic, and and the, the sadness is there's there's like this little part of me with my father. You know, it's like I get it. You know, there's acceptance, but there's the acceptance part of it, and that is a big part of life. Is I have a hard time accepting that women, you know, conscious or smart women, which they are, and they're funny thank and everything you. else. Huh? I said I thank you. <laughs> Just kidding. I was looking at you when I said that. <laughs> that that they don't pause one day and go you know what Let, let's change this system up you know let's not just keep passing down th- through the generations and that's my by the way my choice was i got away from it yeah know? and they don't like that obviously so i say well let's go talk about this and they don't do it so it was a strange thing probably not going to be the topic because no one called <laughs> 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 there's nothing really funny about it we can make it funny but uh i, I would love to hear if people have those those clan like stories the, the stories about um families that do the silent treatment yeah. i'm not talking to them. we actually would be to the point where we'd be in the same room and, and we'd go uh uh joe can you tell her that <laughs> this, how you know, long I, would that last would that be like a couple hours like the shutdown yeah the shutdown would would uh, be a couple hours yeah. i mean th- some things lasted for days i'd run away i actually used to run away when i was a kid yeah and i'd leave ransom notes what if she <laughs> never... i used to leave my own ransom notes i would cut them out of magazines you know the magazines like on a detective show yeah. where you like say you know it and then you have all the different yeah, words the and you put and you paste them all i actually did one of those if wow. you want to see your son alive leave 10 bucks in his baseball glove <laughs> did they, love craig did they leave 10 dollars nobody ever no actually mike pitko's mother ratted me out i was hiding in his basement <laughs> and like i thought i thought i could live here ever. i could live here i was like <laughs> thinking this will be great and i'll teach them all did you ever have, did you ever have those uh, things in your mind <laughs> maybe it's just me apparently because no one's calling but do you ever have those things in your mind? Is that if they only knew if I was dead, I wouldn't, you wouldn't have like oh, a. Yeah, if you totally. want to have like a video camera at your own funeral, yeah. and then they're crying and they're regretting it and all that kind of stuff. I think about that all the time too with my my mom, my sister, my ex wife. I think, really, do you really want to like be act like this? Like let's 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 all just put that stuff aside. Whatever your thoughts are about me, look me in the eye, and we'll talk about it. What yeah. would it? You know, what? But what if they never could do that? What if they could never say "I love you"? What would it take to finally be like, "All right, that's okay. We don't need to go to therapy. You guys can't ever say that. I don't need to die for you guys to appreciate me." Like any of that. That's the acceptance <laughs> part. Is yeah. yeah. But now here's the choice that I have, and this is the choice that I made in Philadelphia, driving by my mom's house coincidentally on Mother's Day and my sister's birthday. Did you have some eggs? We have a call. Oh yes. Hey. What do I do? I don't even know what to it. do. You got it. Yeah. Oh. All right, now turn your uh, computer, your radio down. Oh, okay. Hi. Wow. Hi. Who do we have? My, my name is Jonette. Jonette? 
Mm-hmm. Hi, Jonette. Uh, nice to have you as one of our first callers ever. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> Thank you for taking the time to d- dial those numbers. And uh, I'm sure you would like to discuss uh, a family and, and kind of family traditions that get passed on, the ones that we should toss aside. Well, I think I've been listening, and I'm in the exact same situation where I have a son who is married and has two grandchildren and doesn't speak to me for reasons of his own. And, you know, I, and, I, and it was Mother's Day, and I don't hear from them, mm. and I, but I have two other children, and that's fine, and other grandchildren. But I think the way that I've dealt with it is that I can't worry about how they feel. Mm-hmm. It's their feelings, and they have to live with them and deal with them. And so, you know, that's the only way I can handle it. I can't feel guilty. I can't wish they would do something. I can't wish mm-hmm. they would be different because that's their right. That's their world, and that's where they're coming from. So it sounds whatever reason. It, it sounds like you do have that that level of acceptance, and I do as well. But isn't there also that little compartment of you that has that sadness, and you don't oh. and you don't want to go there, and you're thinking, I, there still are the wishes because oh. you've had those experiences. I'm sure you had wonderful experiences with your son. Right. Yeah, and right. so what do you think what do you think it's about with him? What do you think that he's really kind of turning his head? Has he expressed it to you? Um, yes, I'm not the kind of grandmother he he wishes I was for his children. Oh, In other he, words, he doesn't accept me the way I am. I, I've been pretty I was I'm sixty two years old, so I was a child of the sixties and you know, we lived a little different than mm-hmm. people do now or did before and and I've always made it um that I would you know I do what I do what's best for me and my children that's always been my way and and except for this child he doesn't think you're doing the best for him that's that's right. his opinion and uh, so let's just take the part of of him and and what is it that you think that he would want has he expressed what does he want you to change uh, no, he hasn't. Just I just really? got, I just got told that I was not the kind of grandmother that you should be for his children. But he's non-specific about it. He wants you to be cuddly or something, or uh, give oh, and him- I am. well, that yeah. <laughs> I don't. You know, it was it was over an issue between two other grandchildren and his daughters, and oh. he wanted me to take sides, and I can't do that. Got it. Oh yeah, we have a little bit of that too. The triangulation, I call it. I can't stand that. It, it's just like you want to sit with everybody and just go. Yeah. Let's all just. You know, I hate to I hate to quote I hate to quote Rodney King as like the next Mandela, but uh, I mean, let's can't we all just get along? You know, the guy was saying something there. I mean, it it is uh, it, it's a shame. And have you what have you what efforts have you made to uh, kind of iron it out? Uh, we tried to talk to him through uh, phone calls, which they just don't pick up. You know, Ooh. with this uh, oh. dialing and that you can see who's calling. Uh, cards or mm-hmm. emails, and I sent a big box for Christmas. This is—it's been a couple mm-hmm. years now, and yeah. it got returned, not opened at all. Oh yeah, uh. yeah. See now <laughs> that my whole theory on people of this ilk is they'd rather be right than happy, and that's the thing is they have you labeled. They have mm-hmm. you labeled, uh, Jonette. Is that your name? Yes, yes. Jonette, they have you uh, labeled as a certain way, and um, there's nothing that you're going to be able to do to correct this, and they're not accepting you for the way you are. And right. that, I think that's what's happening with me, with my mom and my sister, is like they go, nope, you are that, what we have told you you are, and we're not going to see you for... You know, one of the great things that happened for me is actually when I did get divorced, I said, I want someone, I want to marry someone who sees me for who I really am. Mm-hmm. And that's, that was like my mantra. I made it up myself, and you know what? It was delivered to me. 
is I have someone who just just sees me exactly. There's no changes that need to be made, and it's it's a wonderful bond to have that. And so I, I guess I guess there's no solution for us, right, Jonette? I mean, there's nothing more that we can do because we've extended ourselves and made the offer, the invitation. They're not ready to accept the invitation. Right, exactly. And I, and I think the interesting part with my son is that because of the era that I came from, we are very accepting of people and the mm. way they are. You know, the last thing I would do would be to judge anybody. In fact, I'm... <laughs> I'm on jury duty this week, and I and it's just, <laughs> yeah, my stomach is just upset for me. I got I didn't judge. Have to I can't judge. I don't want to judge anybody. It's not my job. You know, I, it's just, I think if you told them that, you'd get out of jury yeah. duty. Yeah. I, I may do that. When they're doing the questions, they go, I'm not very judgy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like really no, judging people. No. And so he was raised in that, uh, in that, era, you know, that type of household where different people came and went and if they came and stayed good friends if they left and were gone well that's that too that was their choice mm -hmm. but i think and i all i do is i tell my other kids and grandkids you know what just be who you are and and one really big thing that i'm having with my oldest son who has a 17 year old son my grandson is you know what they are who they are mm -hmm. we can lead them so far and yet we have to be aware of their personality and that's what I try to think about what I'm doing with my youngest son as well is that you know I raised him yeah <laughs> I raised this kid but they are they're, they are yeah. their own personality they're going to be who they're going to be it's exactly right and the the only thing you can do just is be you and be loving and then you turn the right. results over and whatever happens happens whenever he gets it they you know whenever they get it they get it right. and, and they might not ever get it that's the part that I have to go Okay, I'm going to have to let that go. They might never get it. I, I actually made these invitations to my father. I would say to him, you know, on the phone, I'd say, uh, you know, he kept talking about my wife. My wife would send him all these nice things, and he goes, and she said, I love you. She said, love you. And she sent pictures to the kids. And I go, Dad, I asked her to because I'm on the road. I love you. And he goes, that Mika, she's something else. I go, no, Dad, I love you. Uh, and she sent pictures of the grandkids. I had to send them and can't get it, you know. Oh, and so I, I realize, I, and, and, he, and then he'll start with his resentments of me, and it starts. And I go, no, stop. We don't, you don't, you know, you're on the way out soon. Why? Mm -hmm. Why do you want to leave the planet with that as your legacy? Is resentment and bitterness as your legacy? I have no idea why people want to hold on to it. So that's what I want to do. And thank you so much for being a, a, a wonderful call, Jonas. Yes. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you uh, participating in the show, and, uh, and and good luck with everything. And please stay in touch and let us know how everything's yes, going. Yes, please. All right, and good luck to you, too. Oh, okay. thank you. Bye. Bye. But, uh, it, you know, if anything we can get out of this is, uh, you know, the acceptance level. And, and also, you know, and, and break three and, uh, free and find out what your part in it is. I mean, I've tried that a number of times with my ex. Mm -hmm. You know, they're the triumvirate, my ex, my... my, my uh, <laughs> The triumvirate. Yeah, they are. And, the and, and by the, the way, and by, by the way, I married my ex is my mother. That's why they get along so well. I mean, oh, they're right, identical. Yeah, yeah, right. So the, of course they get along. And it's my sister now is, is also kind of accepted this paradigm and said, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna move this on to the next generation. The next one, we all have a choice to stop. You don't have to accept anything generational. You don't have to th accept anything that your parents give you. You do have the choice of going, nah, it doesn't fit. <laughs> that, that's a puzzle piece that's not fitting for me. And yeah. your rejection of it, just like a cult leader, mm -hmm. they try to get you back and go, they think it's offensive if you say, no, I'm not into this anymore. I'm leaving the cult. 
and I'm going to have my own life. And to them, that is abuse. That's a, like abusive to them. So we, you have to do what you have to do. We have another call. We do. do you oh take it? yes, we All only right. have a couple minutes, but yes, I'm, I'm clamoring Hello, for phone calls. Hello, caller. Hello, caller. What's Hello. your What's your name? Shane. Shane. Oh, Shane. I know Shane. Facebook. Are you Shane? That's how I Are you know the famous Shane. Shane from Facebook? Yes, I am. <laughs> and Twitter too. I love this guy. He has a lot of fun things to say. What's going on, Shane? Are you calling about uh, family dynamics? I am. I thought this is a perfect topic for me. I know a little something about this. Sure. Great. Well, I have just recently started having some contact with my dad again after almost 30 years of no contact. Wow. Yeah, there you go. 30 years. It's a long time. So, <laughs> yeah, it's just kind of a strange situation, and, and it was a little nervous and, and nerve-wracking at first. Um, I, I may have that same experience you, with you uh, that you've had, Craig, if... My mom finds out I'm talking to him. She may not talk to me. Yeah, there you go. There's that whole thing. It's like they think it's a betrayal. I remember when I first got in contact with my father. My mother's like, "Do you know what he did to me?" Yeah. I, I don't really want to yep. hear it. I don't. I really. It's your own experience. And by the way, you, you, we're never victims to anything. Mm -hmm. That's the other thing. I'm just not into people saying that they're victims of things. You always have exactly. a part in it. You're 100 exactly. percent responsible, actually, for whatever yep. transpires. So, who who made the initial call to your dad? It was you. Um, yeah, it was me. Um, through some other family members, um, we'd kind of been in contact, um, you know, through third party over for about a year. Um, and then I just finally said, you know what, it, you know, it's time for, for us to talk to each other. So, um, and, and you had so a healing? I, you had a nice yeah, healing? It really was. It, it was really healing. Um, and, and especially, you know, that was only, I was only able to do that, um, probably through a mutual friend that you and I have. Um, in Denver, so uh, without his help, I don't think I, I still wouldn't be talking to him. Yeah, well, you have to have help sometimes. That's what we're hoping to do with the show, is just initiate a little change, a little transformation. And uh, uh, I love the show. An alternative, yeah. an alternative way of looking at something is is it's not always what is handed to us. Mm -hmm. You just that's don't right. have to accept that. And And I think people are threatened if you don't. But that's okay if they're threatened, and that's okay if they react. They don't react so well. It's all good because now we have an now we have an example of Shane who had a healing and he gets to speak and hang out with his father, and his father you know has his own perspective and his own you know reasons for doing things and so forth. So it's it's not mm -hmm. a betrayal to your mom. It's you have to do what you have to do, and your mom all moms should encourage their children to yeah. to have a relationship with their with both parents and dad oh, should do exactly. dad should do the same thing. But mm -hmm. we don't do it. And, uh, well, Shane, we're out of time. I wish you would have called in the very beginning. But uh, I, we had two yeah. calls. This is Shane, always good to hear from you. Thanks for calling. And, uh, you. and stay in touch. And uh, so happy you're enjoying the show. So, yeah, so there we went. Yeah. There we went. Do you want to do the a first quick half hour uh, on your mom not saying I love you? You want me to do it? Yeah, can you do a quick one? Oh, you want me to do a quick I got one? a 30 second one. <laughs> can you do it? Okay, here right, we go. Tell us what we're doing really quick. All right, first of all, this is a guided lapidation. This is to hopefully uh, initiate a healing in you. And do something a little different. This is really different. This was not handed to me by my mom. By <laughs> 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 dilapidation. It wasn't handed to me to anyone. It was. It came to me because I was dealing a caregiver for someone with cancer, and I said, you know what? What else can we do with this? And whatever your pathology is, whatever your difficulty is, whatever your struggles are, whatever your obstacle is, it is self-inflicted. And this is one yeah, way that you can you can gain power is to. Not only laugh, but you're you're bringing energy. You're bringing a new energy to it. You're 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 laughing through it, 
and that you're not avoiding. You're actually embracing it. And that's what the guided lapidation does. It also causes breathing, and you get your heart flowing and pumping, and it is about flow. And we are static when we're not flowing. When we're caught in the resentment, when we're caught in being right, which is what I was talking about earlier, they have to be right, mm -hmm. and they have to have the image out there. And that's the thing with image-conscious people is they don't understand. We all know anyway. We all see it beyond the curtain. So that's what Laugh It, Laugh it Off does. Let's take a big breath. We're going to go to commercial right after this. <sighs> let that out. And now the next breath, you breathe in through your nose and let out a... Let's get it started with a ha. Do it along with us at home. I know you have something going on, whether it's taxes, whether it's an ex, whether it's you're thinking about breaking up. Start laughing. You can do it. I don't care if you're at work. Let them think you're nuts. So you start just with a little giggle. You don't even need a joke. Two Jews walking to a bar. No, you don't need that. You don't need that. You just start laughing and you can get it going. Start with a little giggle. <laughs> and then what we do with the guy to lapidation is you verbalize whatever's going on. Sarah wants me to talk about my mother. <laughs> Can you be any more cliche? <laughs> my mother problems. I'm a comedian. Who oh, no. <laughs> Oh, she hasn't talked to him. She hasn't talked to us in years. <laughs> she talks to my ex-wife. <laughs> That would have me in prison if it was up to her. <laughs> we have, she has a grandson. We have to say, I don't know what your grandmother's up to. But she doesn't want to talk to you, even though you're two. <laughs> I know you ran in. She never met you, but she doesn't want to. <laughs> She'd rather be right and thinking I'm an ass. <laughs> <laughs> Is that enough? That Were you really laughing for real? Yeah. <laughs> I think a lapidation works. I feel better. I hope you do at home. Oh, I hope you stay with us. She doesn't want to see you. <laughs> 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 she doesn't want to know you. <laughs> she's, she's taking out her hatred of me on you. <laughs> she doesn't care about Thomas the Tank <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway. Uh, Percy, that was Percy. Uh, uh, that was Percy. I feel better. I hope you do too. And I hope you uh, you can get some guided lapidations going. You can always call me if you want to talk about it or friend me on Facebook. We actually have a lot of discussions about this. Things yeah. that are things that are in your way. We have a uh, guest coming up. Karen next. McCullough. Changing the whole dynamic now. Amazing writer extraordinaire. Ten things I hate about you, legally blonde. She's the man. House bunny. House let's bunny. get uh, let's the keep getting truth. back to house bunny. I have a thing for Anna Ferris, maybe. Really? Anna Anna Anna, whatever. Whatever. Emma Stone is but, in there um, too. Also you Karen McCullough is it, it, Karen uh, McCullough is single, newly single, so she dropped the Lutz from her name. We'll yeah, talk we'll, to her about we'll that. Ask her about maybe it. I'll fix her up with someone. I love fixing people up. Beautiful, beautiful, successful blonde. We're going to talk to her about beautiful. that, how difficult it is yeah. to be a beautiful, successful blonde in this town yeah. or anywhere, yeah. for that matter, and try to get a date because guys are intimidated. Or, we'll talk about that and so much more. It's yeah. Laugh It Off. Sarah Sweet, Joel Geist, Craig Shoemaker, and uh, we're going to take a little break. We're going to listen to some more music, right, Joel? Yes. Another you track. Got? This is another song by Sarah Winters. It's a cover of a Kanye West song. It's an awesome cover. Nice. All right. See you in a little bit. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. 
surprise your woman in the bedroom. Go to adamandeve.com and receive 50% off almost any item, a free gift, three free DVDs, and free shipping. So go to adamandeve.com now and enter Toad Hop. And I always find, yeah, always find something wrong. You've been putting up with my shit just way too long I'm so gifted at finding what I don't like the most So I think it's time for us to have a toast Let's have a toast for the douchebags Let's have a toast for the assholes have a toast for the scumbags Every one of them that I know Let's have a toast for the jerk-offs They'll never take work off Baby, I got a plan Run away fast as you can She find pictures in my email I sent this bitch a picture of my dick don't know what it is with females But I'm not too good with that shit See, I could have me a good girl And still be addicted to them hood rats I just blame everything on you At least you know that's what I'm good at Run away from me, baby Run away To get crazy Why can't she just Run away Baby I got a plan Run away Fast as you Can Baby, 
Studios Hollywood in beautiful Los Angeles, California. ToadHopNetwork.com. Radio worth watching. Radio worth watching. We have a guest. Oh, Check. Pretty good. Hey, I can hear you, Joel. Hear me. Okay, cool. Yeah. We have a guest, and one of the most exciting parts about the guest is now I have a better camera angle, and it's all about that. <laughs> <laughs> I told them that I want them to move over here because now I'm going to face you, and I'm going to have a wonderful time today knowing that I look better. <laughs> Karen McCullough is our guest. Good side. Karen, yeah. it's so good to have you here. You're now you know Sarah, our, our Sarah here from mm -hmm. a scavenger hunt. I, I want to know more about a scavenger hunt. <laughs> well, you're just I don't know anything about it. I know that from when I was a kid at camp or something like that to go, you know, find you know the camp counselor's bra. It's nothing like that, though. No, it's a little more uh, active than that. <laughs> <laughs> well, how is it active? Yeah. Keep no secrets just, here. You, know, you kind of run around doing crazy things and get pictures of it to come back and prove that you did it. And... So tell me one of the crazier things. I would love to. I, I'm going to have one of these. And is this for like a bachelorette party? Is that how you do the scavenger hunts? Or is no, it just we, a bunch of people that do them? Yeah, just to have fun? We just do it once a year. Like a party? Mm -hmm. So what are some of the things you've had to find? Uh, well, one thing this year, one of my friends put on my wedding dress from 1991 and squatted in the middle of Vine and pretended to go to the bathroom. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, isn't that a scene in Bridesmaids yeah. now? Is that where was, that came from? He was duplicating that. Yeah. Because yeah. nice. they're so. legendary, right? Like, I, at least as far as I know, these scavenger hunts, I, I don't know how people hear of it. We met at this bar and it was it was like 12, 12 noon. And it was <laughs> it was packed with people ready to do this legendary scavenger hunt. How did it start? Who did you start it with? Uh, Amit yeah. Zappa and I started it four or five years ago. Oh, you started this. Mm -hmm. So uh -huh. the, uh, and, and so you started this with just a group of Hollywood, a lot of Hollywood people. Yeah, it's mostly people in the industry, just friends of ours. And, and it ends up in movies. Some of the things <laughs> that happen. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> it We're will now. About writing an interview. Yeah. Oh, you, you should have a movie called Scavenger Hunt. Uh, There's yeah. your next film. <laughs> Ahmed and I have been talking about that for a couple of years. Really? Yeah, yeah. Now, Ahmed Zappa, he's a, a, a Frank Zappa was his dad, and he's a, he's a musician, and uh, he's married yes. to Selma Blair. Is that what you said? No, no, no. He's married to uh, Shana Muldoon right now. I thought you said he was married to he, Selma he Blair. Was. Oh, he That's was. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, you met him then, yes. and then you had a... Did you have a scavenger hunt for the new bachelor party? Did, you, did they do no. that for... <laughs> no. For his latest bachelor party? Yeah. So, so you, uh, now, uh, so you've been in Hollywood for a while. Where'd you grow up? Uh, I grew up all over. Mostly East Coast, though. All over, is that Army or Navy? Uh, my dad did counter-espionage for the Navy. Whoa! Yeah, so. How has yeah, that not been that. written into Legally Blonde counter-espionage? Counter <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's not really funny, I guess. You can make it funny. I I have him uh, squatting in a, <laughs> in a wedding dress. That would be really funny, a counter-espionage guy squatting in a wedding dress. That is there, funny. There you go. So, <laughs> so uh, and you have a, a co-writer for everything or, or most everything? Uh, for most things, and then I have a lot of solo projects right now too. Yeah, what do you have going now? I uh, just had a little indie made, my first drama. It's yeah. called Long Time Gone. 
Although that title might change. I thought you I said know. that the drama was difficult to write. It the is. comedy's easier. Comedy's way easier. That's really weird. Yeah, no one would yeah. ever think that. Yeah. Since we all live dramatic lives, usually, more than <laughs> funny. Although your life with the scavenger hunts is a blast. Yeah. Well, with comedy, it's like you immediately know when you write something, if it makes you laugh, then it's funny. With yeah. drama, you're like, is this deep? Is this meaningful? Like, <laughs> really? Like, it's much more subjective, I think. Yeah. So. I never thought of it that you know, I've been a comic for years, and I always think the drama's easier yeah. I, because you, you sort of have to be more clever with the joke and uh, the drama. You just like say what it is, but I guess with comedy, it's it's saying what it is with a twist. And we have yeah. to hear the laughter back at us, and sometimes we'll think something's funny, and we'll go out on stage, and nobody laughs, and then it's oh. like that's harder. That's yeah. comedy's harder. That's, I bet you when you see uh, when you when you've had comics in your films, I bet you they've had a difficult. Time. Rodney Dangerfield is legendary for the first day on Caddyshack. Uh, he was freaking out because he's like, "Hey, how come no one's laughing?" Uh, yeah. And he's, he's like, "Hey, Mr. Wang." Yeah, I got nothing. You know, he's like looking for the crew to laugh, and they go, "No, we're supposed to be quiet." Yeah. yeah. I mean, have you had comics in, in any of your films? The stand-up comics? Well, Kyle Cease yeah. was in um, was in Ten uh, Things, 10 things I Hate. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was his big, his big. He was on the show the other day. That was his big break before he lost uh, a bunch of weight and became a raw foodist. Right. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't recognize him now. I didn't recognize. Him. He's Bogey Lowenstein uh. in that. And now. Uh, well, in, in Ten Things I Hate About You. Yeah, in Ten yeah, Things I Hate About You. You didn't write a big part for him, but he said when he was here that the, the part was extended because he is a comic and he brought some funny. comedy yeah. to it. He was like a local hire up in Seattle. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. Yeah, yeah. But they extended his, his role. I'm not sure. <laughs> Can't corroborate that at this juncture. What the hell? <laughs> we're not to have him come in here. <laughs> I mean, maybe on the set they had him do a couple little bits of business that were extra, but I don't remember. We're going to put a scavenger hunt out and find the truth. Yeah. <laughs> About it, it, I know that this did. It also happened with uh, Paul Reiser. You know, comics are sometimes hired to offer the humor that's not in there, that's not on the page. Mm -hmm. Paul Reiser went to an audition for uh, what was the? Uh, oh, it was out of Baltimore. It was uh, had Kevin Bacon oh, and Diner. Dana Stern. Diner, mm -hmm. and he originally was almost like an extra, and apparently they just extended his part because he was so funny. And he was with a buddy of his for the audition. And he was like in the waiting room, and then uh, he came out. Uh, Barry Levinson uh, came out and discovered him, and they extended his part because of the comedy. Oh, do you cool. ever do you ever go to stand up comics or, and and kind of punch up the writing? Do you do anything like that, or do you just keep it between the, you and your partner? Do I go watch you, comics and punch no, up their writing? No, no. Do you ever go to a comic or oh, someone you no, trust no. and say, "Hey, can you take a look at this?" Do you hand your script to anyone else to say, "Punch this up"? It's just you, you and your partner. Mm -hmm. Really. And, and so producers get a hold of it sometimes, and directors, and obviously they yeah. add and subtract and things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How'd you get started? Uh, I just decided that I really didn't want to work in an office. <laughs> <or> <laughs> that I was pretty much unemployable at, at any other uh, any other job. That's I think you just leave it at didn't want to work, as if it's not <laughs> if, it's, if it's not work. It's a lot of hard it's work. A lot of work. Yeah. I mean, from from the idea, from the concept, to mm -hmm. you know, final page. Uh, what's a, what's the usual process? Nine months? What do oh, you think it is? For the first draft, probably three months. Three months? And then another couple months to polish it up before you turn it in. And do you make each other laugh when you're writing together? Yeah. Do you yeah. really? That's, That's the best fun. part, isn't it? Yeah. How'd you meet your writing partner? Uh, she was working in a little production company out here. And yeah? I was living in Denver, and she'd read a couple of my scripts. And really? She called me and said she wanted to meet me. She wanted a collaborator. Yeah, well, I think she just wanted to meet me, and then we had drinks and started writing on cocktail napkins that night. So <laughs> really? it happened pretty fast, yeah. Wow. 
So I have a question. So yeah. when you first decided that you wanted to be a writer, you didn't want to have the office job. What was that? Was it quick success or how? Like, what was the? Did you have a lot of rejection at the beginning or was? Yeah, it took me four and a half years from the first script I wrote till the day I sold one. Really? And it was probably nine or ten scripts that I wrote. The, really? Now those nine or ten Holy. scripts have, have the, did you ever bring those back and no, say, really? I always wonder that. What? I just probably a couple. I, I should take a look at them now, but uh, you know, you have a lot of practice scripts before you write one that's actually readable really yeah, yeah. see that's strange to me I, I pitch things and they'll say they reject it right so mm -hmm. they reject it and they go okay well how come you can't like bring it back you know when you have a new set of people that are making the decision because it doesn't mean it wasn't good yeah. it means that those people said it wasn't good right or it yeah. wasn't trendy for that moment mm -hmm. so you never look back and say well maybe I could repair this one a little bit and submit that they just go away yeah. I can't yeah. do that. I'm too stubborn. I can never let it go. I'm still trying to pitch straight eye for the whip white guy. I'm still trying to get that done. I still yeah. think that's a good reality show, straight eye for the whip white guy. And uh, but it, you know they shot it down once, and now I can't go back. I, it doesn't make any sense to me. So those just stay in your garage or in your computer. Wow. Yeah. And you just look for the next one and next one. The next. Mm -hmm. How do you get inspired? What I mean, what's the usual process? Um, well, you know, the studios will send sometimes books or articles oh. or old movies that they want us to remake. But a lot of times just, you know, from real life, something that happens, all of a sudden they'll spark an idea. And you now have a new life, right? I do. Yeah. <laughs> You're married for how many years? 18. 18 years. Mm -hmm. Any children? No. And thank God. Why'd that get a laugh? And why are you saying thank God? I, I, I she's think, funny. I, I look like, like her, it was... her beat, like her timing is so funny to me. It's just like, no. That looks like it was. It was... And then she said, thank God, and you laughed even harder. Like, like, it's, like it's bad to have children. It's not so bad. They could be also inspirations for films as well. Yeah. Sure. Disney, if you're working for Disney, right, you, gotta, right, you have to have a little experience. So now you are. Uh, you're single again, mm -hmm. okay? And How it's been, recent? A uh, little over two years. Okay. Yeah. Now, do you find it's difficult being a beautiful woman, especially blonde? It's already intimidating right out of the gate. Oh, All right. So, <laughs> <laughs> we do have people on our Facebook and Twitter saying, "Whoa, who's that?" Bam, oh. bomb. That's nice. <laughs> Bam, bomb, pow. <laughs> well. <it's, laughs> That wasn't meant necessarily to be a compliment. That was that was, that was that was leaning towards. I'm telling you what it's like to be a male, a straight male, is that's already intimidating. Okay, so you have that going, and then add that you're successful. Don't you find that this is a, a little difficult? The, the dating pool is a little slimmer. Yeah. When it's, it's when you have way. that, do you go out with guys that do? Um, a lesser job than you? Would you go out with? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, is it intimidating for them? What am I trying to say? Yeah. I think it's, when I've dated men my age, I think they find it more intimidating than younger men. Really? Younger guys are kind of like, oh, cool, you're a writer, awesome. Because they still Whereas, have time. Like, men in their think. 40s, you see this look pass over their face like, she has a better job than I do. <laughs> <laughs> I can't date her. Like, I can literally see the expression change when I tell them what I do. So you've sometimes. been going for the younger guys. They call them cougars, oh. right? <laughs> I was I was single and I, I did the math for a cougar to want me I have to be Betty White and I was not real thrilled about that. I've, I've dated a broad mix, but yeah, I, I, the you, guys in their thirties tend to be the sweet spot. Really? Oh, that's mm -hmm. that's your sweet spot now. So mm -hmm. it, so if you have a law of attraction you're putting out there to the right. universe, this is what you would want to manifest. You want a young dude? Well, I mean, I just want a cool dude. I don't care how old he is as long. You as don't he's, care. Yeah. You just find that the ones in the, the 40s. Ones that I meet in the 30s are cooler. Will you go as high 40s. as 50s? 
I'm just trying to figure this out. I'm figuring this out because I am. I'm a dating machine. I mean, I don't date. I'm not. As in, I fix people up. I like fixing people up. But I'm trying to get a. I'm trying to get a concept here. So far, I've got a. Yeah, young fifties. I've got a. Oh, you'll go young fifties. All right. Okay. So I'm. I'm getting it now. Yeah. I'm coming up with people. But see, a lot of guys in their forties claim to be in their forties, and then you meet them, and they're sixty-two. That's another problem with men in their forties. On. Are you looking for a relationship? Because you have with eighteen years. Are you Are you wanting to do this wild and wonderful free like thing? Are you wanting to be like, no, a, a good partner would be good. Well, I, I'm kind of enjoying my freedom right now, but yeah. the end game is I would like to fall in love again. Yeah. 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 Eventually. It is a, I'll just say, like, I haven't been in any great big hurry to get there because yeah. I enjoy my freedom, but yeah. eventually I think. I would think would the young nice. guys now, to be honest with you, okay? Mm-hmm. The young guys, wouldn't you think that they're using you? <laughs> for your for what? For your money. <laughs> I don't spend any money on men. I have to pay alimony <laughs> to my ex-husband. Holy shit. I don't even buy a movie ticket for a guy now. Are you kidding really? me? Really? Oh. Well, they would have that in mind, though. Some of them, wouldn't they? They go, hey, I'm, I'm going to, uh, this is my. A sugar mama. This, this, I make this... it pretty clear up front that that really? would never happen. Well, first of all, I would never date anybody that has that mentality. But if, that you if know. there's even a question of it, like, yeah, I make it pretty clear. Yeah, so they have to have some sort of a self-esteem enough to have yeah. a, a steady job. Do you date any actors? You tell me you don't do that. Yeah, you do. I, I saw the pause. Of, uh, <laughs> that pause was but the they, same one. Uh, but they were commercial actors. So commercial. <laughs> so they're not real. Oh, she, oh, she's with the Geico guy. That's fantastic. Are you with the caveman from Geico? As just tell them money. to take that off the air. I'm sick of that. I'm not going to buy Geico insurance just because of the amount of times I have to watch that caveman. Tell me it was the, not they the caveman. They make a ton of money, commercials, if they're working at like yeah. commercial actors. That's a lot of money. I know. I'm going on an audition right after the show, by the way, for a commercial. I have to get a commercial. Because I'm yeah. sick of going on the road, <laughs> I'm tired of it. I have kids to feed, so now, so you, so you go out with these guys, mm-hmm. and you meet them usually in Hollywood, like the whole Hollywood scene. No, no, I meet them online. You're an online dater. Really? That's what people are doing now. My friend Steiny yeah. was on a date with a Match.comer, and but he was ashamed of it. He wouldn't tell me. I had to pull it out of him. <laughs> You're not at all. You're, no, I meet him online. Which, which? Why is there? Why are people ashamed of that? Like, I don't know. I, I guess because it's, it's you know it's in our mind that it's like a, a, an odd way to do it because we didn't grow up with you know we right. didn't have that growing up. Yeah. Had to have the the guts to actually ask someone in person and be shot down on the spot. <laughs> yeah. Which is a nightmare for a guy because we usually have to do the asking out. Do you ever do that? Do I ever ask a guy out? Well, no. being being a woman who's as who's as confident and successful as you are, I would imagine you do some of the asking out. No, mm-hmm. never. Mm-hmm. It's always them. See, how do you how do you act so well in relationships? Like where she's like, no, I don't ask them out, and I don't. I, they all, like I wouldn't pay for them, and they know that, right? These are things that I need to learn. Like, <laughs> that I need to embody more. Like in my uh, life. <laughs> like, Did are you, you paying any- someone's bills right now? No. Okay. No, 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 no. Not no, at all. No. No, I am more of the aggressor, and I'm learning to let myself be pursued. They made it on on these websites, right, where you can still feel pursued, where the guy can still pursue, right, on the dating mm-hmm. websites, because that's part of the yeah, thing. Yeah, you can, like, send them a wink or a flirt or whatever they're called, like, and then I'm they interested. can yeah. ask you out. Yeah. yeah. That's how yeah. it works. So it doesn't take out that pursuing, because I think <laughs> right. men need that, right, the primal urge of the yeah, pursuit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's books that say if... I read all the books on dating when I first got to work. Like the rules and the rules of online dating and flirt texting. Apparently there's like texting etiquette where if you return a guy's text like 
under an hour, he thinks you're needy and desperate. <laughs> if I actually have my phone in my hand and the time to return a text and I like the guy, I'll return it. I'm not going to say, okay, 59, now. Like, that's... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Knocked her headphones off on that one. <laughs> I don't understand. I see... I, I'm old-fashioned when it comes to this. I can't imagine, like, when you're talking to... You know, generations from or not generations, plural, but uh, you know, years from now, you're talking about your romantic story, and you go, "Oh, he sent me the most incredible emoticon. <laughs> it was just a, it was amazing. That's he had me. He had me at smiley, winky face, and I just can't, I can't really see that happening. I, I don't see the intimacy in that. Do you? Are, do you, well, are I you do have a rule. I, I don't like to date anyone who uses LOL. Like, ha ha, <laughs> okay, or a smiley face is acceptable, but LOL, it's like immediately like, hmm. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> My son's been ripping on me for that. I like LOL. Oh. I finally adjusted and put it in. Now I have to take it out. Yeah. I don't mind LOL. It's funny, because I, I, only if I laugh out loud will I say LOL. I bet you if they put the RO on top of it, then you're really out. <laughs> yeah. I and mean, you're rolling on the floor. Now, I, I don't even want to speak to that. I have a restraining order against the RO, <laughs> ROFLs, whatever they are. I put LOL. I like it. I, I can't find. Well, it's it's a convenience thing for me. I don't like looking for the smiley face. I, I, I guess what it is, I don't like capitals anyway. You have to do the shift key, and then you do it. LOL. You just go. You know. I hate the ellipses. The dot dot dot. It's overused. Oh and my I don't god! Understand. I'm the king of that too. It's way overused. <laughs> so old fashioned. But so I. I like to, ellipses. What's wrong with that? It says it's like pause. Because you know, because you're not. It's they a overuse. Question. Yeah. Well, my brother will always be like, I love you, dot, dot, dot. And I'm like, I hate wait, when it's you? Like, yeah, because yeah. I'm like, you don't know how to use it, Matt. I love yeah. you. Uh, great to see you, dot, dot, dot. And I'm like, well, I don't. That's dun, like dun, dun. almost sexual. That's weird. I know. <laughs> and he's just using it wrong. He just doesn't know any better. It'd be worse if he wrote I, dot, 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 love, what? dot, 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 you. That would be stupid. Yeah. Okay. That I would. But uh, <laughs> I like the delivery of the ellipses. And, but I, I know you're not supposed to put them in screenplays, though. They don't like that. The people that want dialogue, yeah. If I love it. Dialogue. In dialogue, yeah. If you want them to do what an ellipse is supposed to do, see, yeah. just whatever you do, do the opposite. I'm I'm own. getting that from this yeah. show today. <laughs> whatever I'm doing, do the opposite. Thank God I'm married and not dating anymore. That would be a nightmare. I I had a hard time dating when I was between wives. I hate saying that, too. It's that true. sounds real. Between wives. There was but an it, ellipses between your there wives. There was an... <laughs> <laughs> One marriage, dot, dot, dot. Another marriage. Dot, dot, dot. Thank you for, for uh, boiling my life down to ellipses. Yada, yada, but it's yada. true. I had some very difficult uh, dating situations. Yeah. I'm sure you have, have some as well. These should go into a movie. I went out with this one. Oh, well, I, we slept together pretty early on. Mm-hmm. All right? And she had a kid, and the kid liked me because I do voices. Uh-huh. So, uh, hey, it's Kermit the Frog here. And the kids are, oh, I love Kermit. You're my favorite Muppet of all time. Right? <laughs> oh, I love you, too. So, so she loved that I loved her kid, too. I call her the next day. She answers the phone she, in a panic. She goes, oh, my God, my son, he's been up all night screaming for Kermit. He wants Kermit to come over right now. And my husband figured out that I'm sleeping with Kermit. I forgot to tell you I'm married. <laughs> oh, so in the background, I hear the kid going, is that Kermit? Is that Kermit? Let me talk to Kermit. And the father's going, no, let me talk to Kermit. And the father wrestles the phone from her. I'm listening to all this, and he goes, Hello, Kermit? And I go, Yeah. <laughs> Talking to a 50-year-old guy, it's Kermit the Frog. He's there. The whole time, I never broke character. He says, What's up with you? It's not easy being green. So I, had the worst, I had the worst dating luck. It was a nightmare. I'm talking to this guy. I'm singing a Rainbow Connection to this 50-year-old man who's, who's mad that I'm sleeping with his woman. So do you have any bad dating stories that you've been through? Oh, yeah, yeah. I saw the eyebrows go up on that, yeah. 
Give me one. You. Come on, share them with us. Um, There's nobody listening. Don't worry. Okay. <laughs> That's not true. Oh, We're ninth know, in the ratings now. There was a guy who just got really, really hammered, and he was bad drunk, like... Like and a then, wet brain? In the time it took me to drink two glasses of wine, he had eight whiskey and coke. Shut up. And he was like stumbling and spitting. He was like an 18-year-old at his first frat party. It was <laughs> terrible. And this guy was like 6'4". He should have been able to hold his liquor, but he could not. Really? So he was just awful and was like pawing at me. And, and so I ditched him in the bar. And then he like grabbed me and tried to pull me back in. And the bouncers were like getting up. It was, yeah, it was bad. And then let's see. There was a guy with. How do you qualify this online, though? I don't Can, on the phone. Do, do you ever ask them? Normal. Oh, you talk to them on yeah, the phone yeah. first. That's how it works. First mm -hmm. online, with you, you get an ellipses and a little emoticon <laughs> and a little winky wink, and then you go, yeah. okay, taking it further. And then you go on the phone. Yeah. And do you have a vetting process? How Sometimes, does it work? I don't always go on the phone. Sometimes I'll, I'll just meet them after. Meet them somewhere. Emails, yeah. Because if you spend time on the phone with a guy and then you meet him. And you don't like them, you think like that's an hour of my life on the phone that I wasted with someone that I never want to see again. So you must be like a uh, like the major catch of all time. So you not only add the looks. I'm going to tell you why. Okay, you might not feel this about yourself, but you have writing ability. So you're competing against all these idiot women that just look good, and you're in there. You could just top them, just throw them all out. Even if it's a tie, if the guy goes, I like this one, I like that. One. You're just you're going to come in with that great dialogue that you're writing every day in your scripts, right? I, I don't know. I haven't thought about it that way. Of course, you're capturing these people. You're you're, you're flirting. That's true. She That's has true. the best words on the planet available to her. They're all within her. She just well, they're available to anybody. You just have to be. Able to <laughs> <laughs> I don't own the words. Anyone who speaks the language. English. You really think they're available to anybody? Not everyone can write. They might be available out there, but there's no, you know, some people are too dumb to even see them. I mean, you know, most people aren't even using words these days. I, mean, I sound like an old man when I say these days. Oh, that music means we're going to take a break? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I've got many more questions because I love talking about relationships. I know you do. Especially you're happy to have a female in here. Successful oh, it's so female. Nice. I know, a successful female. This is, I need to take notes. This is my learning time. And a lot of her core characters are, are female. Learning time. Learning time for Sarah. Learning time for all of you. Stay with us. It's uh, Craig Shoemaker with Sarah Sweet, Joel Geist. We have Karen McCullough is our, fa our famous guest here. Yes. Yeah. She wrote uh, how many? A lot of screenplays. Yeah, it's kind of there's so many on. I'm going to talk to you about house. That's what you wanted to say. I want to talk you about House Bunny when we come back. Okay. Okay. And then Legally Blonde. I want to know if you're getting that money on Broadway. Are you getting the money on Broadway? No. Oh. Are you serious? We're going to talk about yeah, that. And I want to hear about the. Novel, I'm already the copping resentment party. on this one. I'm if you're not <laughs> getting too. that money, that is oh, you too. <laughs> yeah. We'll bond with that one when we come back after this. <laughs> You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. Hey, it's Heidi and Frank for scorebig.com. There's been two ways to get tickets up until now. You can go to the venue or team site and buy your tickets directly, or you can go to the big ticket sellers, the scalpers, if the tickets for the really big events are sold out. And you can pay way, way over face value. Who wants to do that? Who would do Nobody. that? Nobody! That's stupid. You don't have to do that anymore. Thanks to scorebig.com, a great website where you always pay less than retail, and you never, ever, ever pay any ticketing fees at scorebig.com, and you can save up to 60% on tickets. Every ticket on the Scorebig website is below retail price. Guaranteed. Great events. Lakers, Clippers, Kings, USC, UCLA, Basketball, Disney Hall, Geffen Theater. Mention specific teams in a list. Well, you did. <laughs> and, uh... 
I think that's uh, perfect the way you did Those that. Those were teams in Southern California, but scorebig.com is everywhere. everywhere. I just had a, I got a global. Tweet, I got a tweet from a guy saying he's got his Giants tickets and he saved 30%. Awesome. Thanks, scorebig.com. And that's what we're talking about. Uh, not just nosebleed seats, everything from the floor to the rafters. And again, no service or shipping fees ever. Your offer at scorebig.com is what you pay. Always less than retail, never any fees, scorebig.com. Then type in Heidi and Frank to get uh, the, the passcode. Skip the line. Yeah. Start shopping right away. V- get your tickets today. VIP treatment. Don't here. wait. <laughs> type in Heidi and Frank. Do it right now. What are you still sitting here for? S-C-O-R-E-B-I-G dot com. Proof why I was never a cheerleader. I can't spell. There's more proof than that. Listening to the Toad Hop Network. 
Radio worth watching. It's really worth watching today. You can check out our Facebook. Yeah. Apparently, there's some podcast. dudes checking out the Facebook. Yeah, they are. I mean, they're checking Any out Karen on the Facebook. Any lesbians action? <laughs> it's all dudes after uh, Karen. So yeah. she's single now, successful. Yeah, single, successful, and pretty. What are they saying on there? Karen McCullough is our, oh, our guest, Lord. and uh, she wrote uh, 10 Things I Hate About You. Uh, that was favorites. based on Taming of the Shrew, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Written a long time ago by some <laughs> man named Shakespeare. Yeah. And and so so did you? were you inspired because you read that, or did someone hand that to you at the studio and say, here, make something out of this? No, no, we... My writing partner and I have, you know, decided we wanted to adapt a classic and yeah. make it contemporary, and we decided on Taming of the Shrew. And, and what was the most successful thing you did? Was it Legally Blonde? Um, yeah, that's probably the most well-known, although I think Ugly Truth made the most money. Really? Mm-hmm. Did wow. really well foreign. Gerard Butler's huge in Europe. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Foreign's a whole other thing. I made a couple movies, and they always say, put a couple stars that the foreign people like. Yeah, yeah. And it, it's always unusual stars, too, except for him. I'd bone him. I mean, at this point, I mean, I'm completely straight. That guy's hot. And that was the first time he ever didn't do his accent. Yeah, that was his Do his accent, like he's making it up. Yeah. <laughs> it was the first time he, he played an American accent, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. And it's the, fun to, like, hear the different words. Can we swear on here? Yeah. Yeah, you can. Yeah. yeah. He, um, there was one line where he had to say cock, and he kept saying cock. And I'm like, no, it's cock. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's what I'm saying, cock. And I'm like, no, dude, you sound like Sean Connery. It's cock. Like, pretend it's back and forth, back and forth. People walk by, they're like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm teaching Jerry how to say cock. <laughs> and then I'm like, I'm just going to change the line to dick. And he's like, no, cock's funnier. I'm going to get it. So he Did got he it. ever get he it? Got it? Yeah, he got cock. it. You have to open your mouth wider for cock. I know, exactly. Cock. Oh, my God. <laughs> Ooh, it's <laughs> magnificent cock he has. <laughs> That you, you can't, yeah, you can't speak British. I have a bit in my act about that. The British can't do porn. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm so weird. sorry, darling. I dropped a pearl necklace on your chest. <laughs> <laughs> knock, knock, coming in the back door. Oh. <laughs> Big Ben's about to chime. I mean, really, it just doesn't sound right. But I bet you it sounded right. all right to you when you're on the set. I bet you're on that set a lot more than most. Yeah, than most I go films. every day. If, if it shoots here in LA, I usually go every day. Do you rewrite things on the spot? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah they say this working, isn't working. Or- or if, if I Go see get a cocktail not napkin. working or if I'm sick of hearing, like, you know, you have to shoot something ten times. So after yeah. eight times, if I think of a new joke, I'll go whisper it to the director, and if he likes it, yeah. so then we have more options. So it's, it's always good to have the writer there. Have you always been funny? Like, did your <laughs> sense of humor come easily for you when you were a kid, or did you have to develop into it? Because I had to go through an ugly stage. might still be going through it, like, to get a sense of humor, you know? Like, to, like where the personality came. When uh, I, I mean, I guess my friends from high school would probably say I was funny. That did it come from pain? No. Come on. Actually, really? Yeah. Really? I don't want to hear that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Make one up. Come on, script it on a cocktail napkin. You had some pain in your childhood. What about yeah. moving all the time? Oh, I, I liked it, actually. Got to see a lot of the world. God she has sakes. a great attitude. I don't like the attitude. I, I want some pain that we can laugh off over here. That's Just what we're about. It's feel better. <laughs> it's not making me this, feel any better. No, I thought that was the reason the I am a comic. That we have to be painful. Yeah, to have a painful past to be a comic. And I It's want not it. my present, but it is my past. <laughs> That's what yeah. led me to do it. Now we have a happy, blonde, hot-looking. Wait, but more people that are commenting on Facebook than ever before. I'm sick of it. I'm in pain again. You're causing pain for me. I'm sorry. <laughs> so you're moving around a lot as a kid, and you're going, oh, I kind of like this. Like you get to know some friends. You go, eh, the hell with you. I'm moving on to the next. Do you have any friends from childhood? Yeah, yeah. Oh, damn it. I was hoping you say no. I was yeah. going to find some pain if I... <laughs> what, about, 
about your divorce. That had to be painful, right? That was painful, yeah. Oh, there you yeah. go. All right, talk yeah. to me about it. Just <laughs> share it with me. Has it been in a movie yet? Have you put that into a movie? No, but I'm I'm writing a book and like thinking of doing it as a pilot. Oh, yeah? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, just about, you know, not the divorce in itself, but the divorce and then the whole like dating after... 23 years for the same person? It'll be, it'll, wow. be a, it'll be a pilot, and then it'll be a TV series, because they're all focusing on women now. Uh, women characters. Yeah, yeah. I know you like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> more more non-pain. No, no, that seems to be very hot now. Bridesmaids started it off, I think. I think that yeah, yeah. first Legally Blonde, you, you were sort of, that yeah, was sort of the pilot for, sure. for, for women lead roles, right? Yeah. That was, that, I mean, I mean they, oh, before that was clueless, years, clueless, yeah. I guess, it's, right? It goes in phases, you know? Yeah, but not a lot. Not Now's a lot. I mean, everything on, on, on network TV, television, yeah. it's unbelievable. That They're starting good. to cancel them. So I, I think <laughs> half of them are... Oh, my God. <laughs> good. More room for my... No, no more room for men. I need a, I need a damn sitcom, for God's sake. Yeah. Make room for men. But do you have that inside of you, though, you say, I'm going to prove oh that women are as funny as men? Do you have that that drives you I, at all? I've never felt that it was something that needed to be proven. It's just fact. Women are as funny as men or funnier in many cases. You don't so. think that needs to be proven? I think it's... I, it just I, is. Well, according to you, but I'm talking about the zeitgeist. <laughs> what, what, whatever's out there, there is a perception that women aren't as funny. I mean, that's just... I don't, I don't want to call it a fact because it's not a fact in your world. I actually thinks that. Really? I mean, you read articles Do in the you? New Yorker, and they say they have theories about it, but who cares about the New Yorker? I don't give a shit about anything that happens in New York. But it's just, it, yeah. Have you ever met anyone that thought that? Are you serious? Really? How about, like, most of the country? Absolutely. No, that's not true. I'm a stand-up comic. I'm in the trenches. Talk yeah. to me. I'm telling you, I'm in the flyover states. And afterwards, they're at the bar, and they're like, man, thank God you're here, because chicks suck. Yes. No, yes, absolutely. Not. Maybe not yeah. word for word, but I probably heard that, too. <laughs> Honest to God, you don't know that this is the perception? I've heard rumors, but I've, I've heard never rumors. Believed. Well, let me yeah. tell you, the rumors are true. A lot of people, I'm not saying that I believe it. I'm Some of my favorite comics, we had one last week, Wendy Liebman. I mean, I think, and I don't even categorize it, male, female, and stuff like that. We both won comic of the year, male comic and female comic. They even divided it up on the American Comedy Awards. They had to have a male and a female. And it's like, it's all, there's always like this thing where, where women aren't as funny. I mean, I can't believe that you that you don't, you live in a vacuum. <laughs> or maybe she's You've been in Hollywood zen. too long. Kind of a zen. It is zen-like, yeah, isn't zen it? A zen personality. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm here to bring her down. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hold on. This life, is, this life is too good. <laughs> All right, I'm going to bring you down now by saying okay. Legally Blonde, if you're not getting paid for them bringing that to Broadway, yeah. that is ridiculous. I know. Now, was it your concept to begin with, or it did was, you write it for a studio? Uh, we wrote it for MGM. It was based on an unpublished novel at the time. Okay. And so the Writers Guild has some rule about separated rights, so we got no money. Oh, the writer of the book? She got Now, so then, that was basically an adapted screenplay. Yes. Right, Okay. So you get nothing for coming up with, but the book didn't have all those characters. You, yeah, you took that's this what was kind of frustrating. You changed this, almost the show everything. Was based on the movie, not really on the book. So oh my god, they didn't even put our name on the playbill. It just oh. said based on the film by MGM. No, because yeah, you know MGM writes their own shit, right? Yeah. Well, wait a minute, <laughs> but wait a minute. You don't have like lawyers that are on top of this, or is this like this is more than an ego bruise? I, I wouldn't be able to take yeah, this one. It was a writer's guild rule. You can't get around it. 
Really? And you can't... Wow, I would be so upset. You would need more pain. She's <laughs> pursuing what yeah. is working well, not chasing the yeah, problems. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, all right. I love this. Sound, okay, fine, fine. All right. Well, I have I'm a question. Just, I, I, I'm, I'm a man who likes you know the right thing to be done, and I think that they should do something about that. I'm going to make it my cause. <laughs> the hell with you, and I'll, I'll just give me a commission if I can make it happen. And I want a commission on when I fix you up with a guy. Okay. A, 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 a happiness commission? commission? No, actually, I do ask people. <laughs> it's usually dudes. <laughs> I ask them. I, I, I will admit something. Mm-hmm. Then you're not going to want me to fix you up anymore. going to make you let him <laughs> marry them? No. Oh. <laughs> I have a condition when I fix people up. And I usually uh-huh. only fix guys up and I find them women. But I tell the dudes that they have to tell me what goes on. <laughs> I know it's terrible. Gross, Craig. I know. I know it's terrible. That's gross. Why'd you have to say it's gross? Did you have to use the gross <laughs> word? Does he have to come on the show and describe it? No, not on the show. Picture? Just in a private. Okay. Just a private okay. thing. He could text me if he wants to. But I just want to know some some... Do you no. guys Facebook. go in detail like, with their guy friends about their yes. ladies? They do. Yeah, they depends do. on how Did much you, know you like that? the girl. Yeah, and by, bad well, stories too. If you like her a lot, you probably wouldn't go into it. Be a little it. more discreet. Yeah, because you're like, I don't want people knowing about that. Yeah, right. Joel, you you seem like a discreet person anyway. I am. Yes, yes. I am. Yeah, so that's not going to be an issue I'm for you. A good yeah, so I'm guy. Not a, for me and everyone I know, yeah. and it's an issue <laughs> because we talk. Yeah, we talk about all this stuff. Some guys don't, and it makes me mad. I said that was part of the thing. <laughs> You, you know, if I fix you up, I have a guy. He married her, and he he was sleeping with her. He wasn't even telling me. I was so I said, I, I heard her in bed. I go I'm talking Such to him, and I heard dick. I heard <laughs> I heard something. And I'm going, is she there? And you didn't even tell me. I fixed you up for that reason. I just wanted to know for if it was that me. reason <laughs> alone. I wanted to know if she really had a red bush. <laughs> don't, wow. don't, don't. Ah. So I have a question Great. about being okay. So she's you're. I'm glad you changed the subject. I'm glad you changed the Speaking of red no, bushes, I do not have a red. Bush. <laughs> <laughs> no. As that natural hair color. Listen. Hey, the red the redheads need to breed together. Okay, it's a dying. It's I'm, a dying. Like it's a dying. Not team. true. Not true. It there's is, a lot of there's a lot of kids of uh, they're redhead and their parents do not have red hair. There's tons of them. But go ahead. Something okay. in the water, I think. So what I want to know is that when you. So you didn't have a problem writing, right? In when you're in your relationship or in your marriage, because sometimes I find that women will get off course uh, with their career because of the man in their lives. So how do you keep on your path? Did you? Did you struggle well, no, with that? I've, She's talking I about thought, herself, by the way. I mean, I was no, married for so long that actually when I got divorced, it was harder to keep on track because I was out dating so much instead of like staying home and writing. Yeah. So at first I kind of wanted to just find another relationship right away and have that box checked off so I could get back to work. Yeah. But then Mm. I realized like, well, wait a minute, that's kind of not a good idea. I need to kind of be out in the world for a bit. Well, how do you balance it? Because I know it's easy to obsess. Like as women, that's what we do. We're relationship oriented people. Like, you know, and so that it's easy. I love to get. that you use we. Why don't you just flat out and just say I obsess? <laughs> Why don't you just yeah, say like you I have to schedule certain nights for be a... writing and certain nights for men? Yeah. Know? Yeah, and sticking to it. You have, to make you have nights that you just go, this is man night and this is work night? Mm-hmm. This is man When you're night. dating someone, mm-hmm. he must be in fear that he's going to end up in a film. Probably. Yeah, probably. Has anyone ever expressed well, that to I, you? Yeah, and I said, well, if you say something ridiculous, then you know, <laughs> it will end up on film. But There's your warning. If you're cool, then you, you come can, with a warning. The normal ones don't get mentioned, but like, yeah, the ones that are crazy do. Yeah. Really? 
Give me an example. I want to. I want to hear an example of, of, of lines or a character that got into a movie of someone well, you dated. I haven't put it in yet, but um, there was a guy who had a little post-traumatic stress problem and <laughs> on our first date. Uh, stress turned, from what? Turned to the couple war. He was. Oh, he's at war. Um, but he sorry. turned. He sorry turned sorry to the, laughing. I know we should really laugh. Sorry. But he turned Did to the he, couple next to us and like started, you know, getting really upset with the woman because he thought she was staring at him. Really? And he made a big scene, and it was Was he wearing wild. camouflage? I mean, did he take it that far? <laughs> <laughs> and I was bummed, too, because he was really hot. And I was just like, oh, damn. <laughs> Things were going so well up until that moment. Is it, is it a little paranoid? But, Has anybody get, gotten mad at you for including them? Has it messed no, up I mean, any of your relationship? No, I haven't put oh, anything haven't that's, that's made it to screen yet. But yeah. Oh, really? I only, yeah, it's like... If I come home from a really bad date, I'll write down the details, and I'm like, okay, I'll use this for something. Or, yeah. Or, like, some weird characteristic, you know. There was one guy that just, like, sat there with, like, me like, a little pin curl the whole time. And, Ew. like, <laughs> so, so, so gay. I like, <laughs> <laughs> didn't know it, so I'm like, all right, that's He didn't know he was gay? Um, no, apparently not. He was on a date with the woman. <laughs> and unless he thought I was a tranny, I don't know. But it states pretty clearly in my profile that I am indeed a chick. But, yeah. Uh, but you know, there's been yeah, there's been some weird things that have. I I have men people like that, to send uh, lots of genitalia photos now. This didn't happen in the '80s, I guess, because we didn't have. Have to You're do them by post, and that was less. Uh, I used to fax my butt cheeks, but that you know, Fax-ing when faxing came out, I faxed my butt cheeks and my penis once. Did you two faxes to two faxes. Did you copy it on the copy machine? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. Every guy has. Did you wipe it off afterwards? I probably didn't. I'm not one of those clean freaks. Yeah. That's not my thing is clean freak. But yeah, I've, I've done that before. But that's old school. That's how you went. And now yeah. you just take a picture of it and you send it. Sure. I'm glad. I'm so glad I'm not dating anymore. It's, yeah. But, I had a guy who asked me to come up with pickup lines for him. Like, he realized yeah. that the date wasn't going well. <laughs> I said, at that point, I, I was like, I was kind of thinking he was cute, and we talked on the phone, and he seemed kind of normal. And then all of a sudden, he comes out with that, like, "How should I approach women at the Whole Foods?" Like, so we, you went from date to coach, yeah, it was and writer. Really odd. It was, yeah. I yeah, wanted like, to charge him at the end. Exactly. Like, Dude, you know what I got Did he pick up your mind? dinner? Did he pay for oh, it? Oh, yeah. He left the check there for so long, for like 15 minutes. Like, he thought I was going to offer to split it with him after that. Ew. And so I just kept like, I was like, I'm not even looking in that direction. And then he made a big show of like, let me see what the damage is. <laughs> <laughs> he used the word damage? Yeah. He's out. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, Such a dork. And this guy went to Harvard. You know, he should fucking know better. Like, <laughs> just sit there and ask me for lines. And then I'm like, yeah, that, would, that just kind of makes you sound oh, like you want to so bend her over a car. And he goes, well, what if that's all I want? There has to be someone that's claimed that you've written about them. And maybe you haven't, but maybe they've claimed. I've, I've had cease and desist orders come my way from talking about people on stage. Oh, yeah. Or it goes into a screenplay as well. I mean, I've, almost everything I've ever written has, has truth to it. Yeah. It's just that you have to sometimes you have to disguise it, I guess. Yeah, you have to disguise it. You can't do that when it's your mom. Yeah, my mom. <laughs> yeah. Made up this other mom, you know. And by the way, she's sensitive, so she always knows that it's her. Yeah, yeah. But where else are you going to get inspired? It has to be from real life, right? Mm-hmm. How was House Bunny inspired? <laughs> <laughs> That's that where I was, was leading to. Um, I, was I know having, that was you. No, no, no. I was having coffee with Anna Ferris. Yeah. Jason, my writing partner, and I were. And it's it's Anna, not Anna? Anna, yeah. Oh, Anna, excuse me, fucking moi. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having brunch with Anna. Anna, 
But okay. um, I asked her if there's any, you know, characters that she always had in mind that she wanted to play, and she said, I'd love to be a Playboy bunny that gets kicked out of the mansion, because where do those girls go? <laughs> so I spent a couple months thinking where that girl went, and then went back and pitched it to her, and then the three of us went and pitched it around town and set it up that way. So you awesome. pitched it? Mm-hmm. And when you're pitching, so you go into a studio. Mm-hmm. I only have done independent films. I don't know how to do this. I just pitched to the guy that cuts my lawn and say, can you pay for this movie? <laughs> That's actually true of the last movie. It was paid for by the landscaper. Half the movie was paid for by the landscaper. Wow. You know, totally baked? Yeah. Yeah. This guy was chopping trees. I go, this guy's making bank. Maybe it'll help support my movie. So it was a high budget. <laughs> yeah, I'm not in there pitching. I'm not pitching the big cheeses. All the twigs and leaves you wanted on that side. Because I, I read you, you don't, you don't Wait. pitch in lunches. You just pitch to execs, like people that can buy the film, right? Was that mm-hmm. accurate? Yeah. Right. Right. So you're in there, and you're in their pitch meeting. I've actually had a few of them. And do you really do you get into the characters? Do you yeah, play the yeah. characters? Yeah. You do? Let's do the voices, do the lines. No. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I need to commit more. I didn't understand yeah. it. You, that's, I always thought you just tell the story, and they're supposed to get it. You actually become well, the characters? If you're, if you're telling pitching a comedy story, yeah, you got to pitch funny lines. Really? Mm-hmm. So you actually do, do scenes from the movie? Mm-hmm. Interesting. And then they say, okay... But have you had the script written, or is it just an idea at that point? Then it's just an idea. But I mean, it's pretty thoroughly right. outlined. I mean, the yeah. pitch is basically you beat it out. Full. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. So you have all the beats, <laughs> and, and so you have almost scene by scene. You, yeah. That's prepared. Uh huh. But not the, so you want to get a checky poo before you start writing the actual dialogue. That is right? Intent, yeah. yeah. How do you pick the scenes great. that you're oh, that going to act great. out? <laughs> I know. Yeah. I want She's that. She's smart. We're we're all learning from this. How do you? Pick- I thought you were going to say, and we're all dumb. <laughs> That's what I think. No. She's smart. We're all dumb. No. How, how do you pick the scenes out that you want to act out? Like the, the, the how do you well, know the, which the important ones that advance the story you have to describe, and then the scenes where you see the opportunity for the most funny. Yeah. Do, write dialogue for those and then do those. Yeah. And what's it like when they're not laughing? I mean, that's I've had that happen. You um, have these idiots. There's a couple execs that are real hard to pitch to. Right. There's this one guy that was like an Easter Island statue. Every time you went in there, he wouldn't laugh at <laughs> Did he say yes to anything? So no. let him be a statue all he wants. <laughs> Isn't it amazing yeah. the people that are in charge of the menu from which we eat in, this, in uh, Hollywood? Yeah. It's unbelievable. And most yeah. of them are really stupid. They're stupid. They're in fear. They want to copy something because they're afraid... Because then if they're caught with the smoking gun, they go, oh, no, I just copied that one. I was just doing what everyone else is doing. There's, yeah. there's so much there's, – there's a lack of originality out there. Don't you find that? And young Sometimes. kids that don't know anything, that they'll, they'll work their way up from the mailroom because they have an uncle who's at William Morris or something. Uh, have you had that happen when you're pitching kids or are you always with the big execs? Maybe I mean, it's, it's just usually me. With, um, I mean, there's, there's <laughs> like, in the beginning, these, in the beginning we were pitching like – Creative oh. execs, and now it's like you pitch the higher. Oh, so. wow. Isn't that yeah. great? That's, yeah. And, and, what, and now, are you working with your partner again on something? Mm-hmm. We're adapting a book at Fox right now. Nice. So, mm-hmm. you, so you went to Fox, or they came to you this time? Uh, they came to us. And they, I'll bet you it has a female character who's strong, yeah. and, that's, and that's the protagonist. Is that know. right? How did you know? Uh, <laughs> because that's what Hollywood also does. They go, we have a female protagonist. Uh, we know who to go to, Karen McCullough, right? That's, yeah. that's, 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 but actually, lately, a lot of my solo jobs, I'm getting hired to rewrite scripts that are have a lot of guys. Really? Because, yeah. Do you go to dudes? I, I, did, I do good dude dialogue. Oh, okay. So you have confidence in your both. dude dialogue. Yeah, I have a lot of guy friends. So. That's what I was going to say. Do you go to those guys and say, hey, and you, or do you talk to them on the on the down low and try to... Every now and then, like, I'll call and be like, okay, if you were in this situation, how would you tell this guy to fuck off? And, like, just (laughs) listen to that. But most of it, I've got 
pretty much my unless it's something sports related that I have to call and ask for advice. Oh really? Right. Do you know nothing about sports? Oh, I can surf and ski, but I don't watch anything on TV. Oh, okay. Like can I be your sports or... guy? I want to be the guy that you call <laughs> and be able to go, I had something to do with that scene. I, I, to, I told her who led a league in home runs in 1998. I, I was the one who told her. You know? Sure. I want to be your your go-to sports guy and your and your dating guy. Okay. I'm but, a, then I'm wait, f- but then whoever you set me up with has got to come and tell you what color my bushes. <laughs> I don't know about that. Yeah, yeah if it's it, maybe you guys have to de- like, define the contract. I screwed yeah. that one up, didn't I? <laughs> Now, now I've ruined it for us. everyone. Now yeah. everyone is going to, even the people I've set up are listening right now going, he told what kind of bush I have. Oh, yeah. No, that, that was in the old days. Me. I don't do that oh, anymore. Sure. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, your next barbecue is going to be really awkward. <laughs> yeah. But I, one more question is, do you, so, because you do have really strong female leads, is that kind of your mission or is it just something that's fallen into your lap or is there something behind your writing that you're trying to get across through the female leads? I think it's just, happen kind of organically it's yeah i mean everything just does for her no but i mean <laughs> i didn't even hear a question i'm so i'm so lost on that you remember the bush line <laughs> i'm so upset right now because now i'm not gonna be able to fix you up i have other um, i have other less shallow things i ask like are breasts real i asked that one too that, yeah, yes right huh he's, i don't know he reminds me like a horny teenager <laughs> i go back there sometimes that's what guys do when you're writing guy dialogue that's what we are right a lot of us are immature mm-hmm. and we're we go back to our teen mm-hmm. you know we're not always mature like i i can be the mature dad and husband and stuff like that but i have this other side everybody does we're all made up of a lot of things and that's what makes your screenplays very rich they're very rich characters are very Thank deep you. and they have a lot of depth and I don't know if I'd rather though, like that that side of uh, that all men have come out just between other men, or if it's like, hey, we're being open, and I want to hear this, like, because some part of me yeah. just is like, I don't want to hear it, because <laughs> I'm not like that. I don't want to hear about girls' boobies and like bushes and stuff. Sometimes I do. It depends. <laughs> depends. Depends on your mood. I guess how how Fifty Shades of Grey reading that, but I want to get back oh to the question. It's the most boring book ever. Really, written. I totally had to stop and for a second. Are you <laughs> no, but I'm oh vanilla. I'm vanilla. I'm a vanilla girl. I think whoever wrote that book has never had sex. Really? <laughs> she refers to her vag as her sex. He reached down and touched my sex. I mean, is she 90 years old? I mean, right. <laughs> what, what would you recommend? That? Like, that's not going to scare me. Like, that's not going uh, like, to be a nice. We'll talk after. I'll yeah. make a list of nice erotic Yes. Of what? <laughs> <laughs> we'll be posting a list of nice erotic after the show. I told you we're going to overtake. There's a show that overtook us on the network called Sex Squad. We we have overtook taken them today with all the talk that we've had on here. Yeah. Now we're talking vages and yeah. yeah. It's this book is like Fifty sold Shades so of Grey. Many copies and it's so bad. It's horribly written. It's not sexy. Well, what, why are you guys talking about it then? What happened? I, I mean, why'd you bring it up? Because I don't remember who why. turned you on to the book. Uh, Catherine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, my oh my your friend. friend. Yeah, Catherine. Yeah, okay. my friend, but she had it, and so I read it, and it's uh, I think it's fascinating, like because I do feel like it's female pornish in a way that that psychologically, what it, like what women want is kind of uh, definitely in the book, like at least of what we think that we want, and just like men's porn is set up for their biological. We needs found out today from Karen, though, all the things that you think that women want, she's the opposite. <laughs> She's the opposite of everything. She's a contrarian. You're a contrarian. Wait, how am I a contrarian? You're a contrarian because all these things, all you know, you put women in categories or whatever it is. You have this whole other view of of of, of all of it. (laughs) Well, well, back to what you're saying about the strong woman leads. I figured out that after I write something, 
that it's kind of the same thing. It's always like, don't let other people define you. Like, mm-hmm. ten things I hate about you, that was the Julie Stiles character and Legally Blonde. Like, she was being put in a box, and she had to kind of define herself. So that's kind of been a running theme. Is it a theme so in your life? I guess that's life? what you're saying. That's, yeah. That's right. Is that a theme in your life? I think so, yeah. 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 Do you find it healing to write these things? You don't have anything to heal for. <laughs> She's yeah, like, but, but never met anybody so perfect. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Makes me sick. It's unbelievable. Yeah, when, I was, um, when I was in college, I had blonde hair. My father told me to go back to Brunette for job interviews because he said no one would ever take me seriously as a blonde. And so huh. I think that kind of informed a little bit of Legally Blonde. <laughs> yeah, I'll bet it must. did. Yeah. Oh, and, wow. And your partner's a brunette, so you mm-hmm. must have had a lot to, of, to tell her what it was like being a blonde, right, when you're writing this? Well, no. I mean, or has she had ever been a blonde? No, but I mean, it's not about just being a blonde. It's just about not being taken seriously. But but and but the blonde adds to it. Yeah. Of course it does. There's a whole. Well, I think it's true. Stigma. I was probably in my well into my thirties before people realized I was smart. You know, I'm blonde. <laughs> I got big boobs. I talk like a surfer. It's, I don't really scream brainiac, but oh, yeah, that's interesting. People finally are like, oh wow. How about a monitor? You have big boobs. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> just watch the show later, Craig. <laughs> Why is it on camera? Did you get a boob shot? <laughs> yeah, I got a, I got a decent head and shoulder. <laughs> no, I'm getting embarrassed. Why? I'm trying to give her some pain. She needs some pain, this woman. <laughs> some, your life is too good. She's surfing. No. She's successful. She's happy. She's blonde. She's good looking. She dates thirty year olds <laughs> with jobs. <laughs> That's like, You're exaggerating everything. I'm not exaggerating anything. She, the, uh, I told you the divorce was painful. I had to get through that. In yeah, order but we to, didn't like, get to laugh the, at it. We see, yeah. that's what we do here. We do laugh it off. And now, but we're running out of time. We'll do a laugh it off. Laugh it. We do a guided laughation here. You <laughs> could have done a laughation, but it's too late now. We're playing a little happy music. I'm fa- okay. I'm so. I think this was the best interview for me to hear as a person for me personally as a female as a female as a woman yeah yeah for me it just entrenched me in my it's good for you insecurity Craig. <laughs> <laughs> i'm happy to have you here yeah, i hope you had a you. good time i did i had a very good will time will you tweet it and tell all your peeps i will to listen i don't, I don't tweet but i, I do, do facebook you yes. do facebook mm-hmm. can we be friends i'm gonna i just got somebody who died and i can make room for you okay yes <laughs> you can like us on facebook laugh oh, we- it off uh, podcast That's right. on Facebook or our Twitter, Ha Ha Laugh It Off. You can actually uh, wear uh-huh. some good shoes. Healthy for feet. Healthy feet. Store. And healthy. Uh, f- what is it called again? Healthy feet store. <laughs> Healthyfeetstore.com. <laughs> free shipping. Orthopedic shoes, but they're super stylish. And also, you can go to pure, like check out Pure Cleanse on miraclesofhealth.com. Again, it's free shipping. If you really need a bowel you have to movement. put Laugh It Off on there. Good bowel <laughs> yeah. movements. It, 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 I can attest to this. You'll get the best bowel movements ever. And, and look how thin I am. Have you noticed how thin mm-hmm. I am from taking this Pure Cleanse? So, miraclesofhealth.com. How uh, a 70-year-old man looks this good. 70. <laughs> I exaggerate the other way. You know, the, the, the guys lie about they, they're younger. Yeah, I go yeah. the other way so that people will compliment me. Oh, it still doesn't work. One right? more time. I'm trying. Miraclesofhealth.com. Enter, okay. laugh it I'm off. trying to interject some humor, free- some of us into it. And, I'm get- and then I'll interject again the point so they can <laughs> That's actually right. find the product. You are the fact person, and right. I am the levity. Right. I'm the levity idiot. Sure, sure. I'm the class idiot. Yeah. I'm so happy to have someone smart. It took the whole level of the room up, even though I was talking about red bushes. See, this isn't like a... Well, you don't <laughs> she, need to... She like, still like, kept us higher at a higher level. He doesn't need Karen to McCullough, bash wanna, on me to be I funny, wanna, just wanna, so you guys know. I want to <laughs> thank Karen for being here with us. We had fun today. You laugh it off. You find some laughter in your life, and uh, we'll see you... Uh, oh, next week we're off. 
Are we off? No, 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 no. Next, no, no. next week, the 21st, the 28th, we're off. Racy, racy, race. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was wrong. You're right. The Memorial Day, we're going to yeah, be the 28th. off. Yeah, the 28th. The whole network is off. whole network's off, yeah. of which we're number nine now from number 28. Yeah. That is a launch. Next week, I want to be number five. Yeah, so I'm pass affirming. it along. Share it. Share it. I'm share going after s- the sex squad. Okay? Okay. Did you have any boob shots today? Stop it, Craig. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you and good night. Thank you. I'll see you next week. Archive us. Listen anytime. (laughs) You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching.
doesn't take much. It never takes much. It doesn't take much. It never takes much.